Join the Pop Life Podcast conversation. Follow us on Twitter at the Pop Life Podcast. Find us on iTunes at the Pop Life Podcast. Be sure to rate us, please. And find us on SoundCloud and share and like and subscribe. Thanks. Welcome to the Pop Life Podcast, coming to you from the Crosby Collective Studio. Starring your hosts, Jeffrey Sledge, Naima Cochran, and Sean Young. If it's top of mind in pop culture, it's up for discussion. Thank you for joining us this week. The Pop Life begins in three, two, one. Pop Life Podcast. Um, okay, is that Echo? A little bit. Okay. Um, today is, uh, what's it, 23rd? October 23? 24th. 24. Thanksgiving yeah, um, is one month away. Yeah, one month away. The year's over. 65 days till Christmas. All right, the year's over. <laughs> the year is over. Libra season is. Uh, Done. It ended yesterday. Sadly, um, there's too many, I, y'all. I was just telling uh the, the Pop Life Podcast uh crew that I got a. It was actually not a new ailment. It's it's actually not. It's really not. Usually, it's just laughing at me, but it's actually really not that funny. Um, so when I had shingles before, one of the um effects of the shingles for me because it was on my face is it it affected my eye. Right. So I started getting these like little floaty, the floaties. Oh, the floaties, yeah. In my eye, and then they gave me some pills, and so, I mean, some some drops and whatnot, and went away. You know, I've been fine ever since. And then, what's today? Tuesday, um, Sunday. I was I was just walking, and I started seeing floaties. Like I didn't do anything, I didn't sneeze, mm-hmm. and but now the shit is like crazy. Like I, if I close my right, my left eye, like I, I, it feels like it looks like somebody got like. Vaseline on my eye. Really? That's terrible. Yeah. Did you? Did oh you? Um, doctor? No, nah, I went. I went. I went and got more because I had run out of drops so long ago because I didn't need them anymore. So when oh. I had fortunately had refills on the drops, but when I got okay. the drops, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go see a doctor for the end of the week because it's like, damn, this is like kind of crazy. Like, like I was walking on the street yesterday and I closed my left eye and I was like, I couldn't drive. If I, I was about to say, thank goodness you were yeah. only walking and not yeah. like because I could literally not see on. somebody till they almost came up on me. It was just like right. a, it's like it's like a it's like these floaties and like a it's really weird. It's like these you know these kind of looks like uh, I know what you mean. It almost looks like it looks like when you're looking at something under a microscope, like when you're looking yeah, at exactly exactly, but but it's yeah. kind of big. It's kind of weird. I so. get them when I haven't had enough sleep. Yeah, so I don't know where this came. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what. Like I said, I got the, the drops. So well, were you that. supposed to keep using the drops until your prescription was gone? No, I mean no. I, I used the drop. I used the drops. Those drops until those bottles were empty. Okay, but that was that was like back in like May, right? And, right. I, and it's been fine ever since. So again, right. fortunately, I had I had, I didn't even know I had six refills on each bottle. I didn't even know that. Right. So oh, got damn. to. Yeah, I, yeah. Suggest to me that you were supposed to continue using the microphone. Yeah, maybe oh, you might be right. You might be right. So, I, and I for the listeners, we were not laughing that something was wrong with your eyes. Yeah, your niggas we is always laughing. We were laughing because you were like, "Let's <laughs> wait until we start taping." Your niggas is always <laughs> laughing. Well, also because you were like, "I got a new ailment," and Jeff's ailments be like. <laughs> Not, not that we don't feel Skirt, I'm getting, getting scurvy I be getting scurvy measles and shit like, I, cause Jeff was the first person I heard of that had the gout since I was a yeah, child the gout. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, but I was the one who brought shingles back, so I won't say that, but still, it's like but the weird yeah. thing about all, all my life, and I know this is gonna run out when my card is gonna run out one day, but all my life, I don't know why, but when I ever, whenever I've gotten some type of ailment or sickness, it, it always eventually just goes away. Like, I've, right. I have to take medicine, away, but I don't, it goes away. Like, I've, like, I've you don't have just, any chronic illnesses. No, never. For some reason, that's that's been a blessing. I think. I mean, I. Bro- I mean, that definitely is a blessing, and that probably is because you know you keep you keep yourself pretty healthy. Yeah, yeah. You know, vegetarian, but like even, even like know. like my rotator cuff surgery. Like I don't, I, I barely remember which shoulder is. I don't have any pain from that. I broke right. my ankle years ago. No pain from that. I've had like little this and mm-hmm. little that, and and it just it just. Goes away. Like you it'll know, be hurting part the shit. Of being elderly is that your body needs more maintenance, which is which is what I'm going through right now. Well, well I need to, I need which to start is doing absolute more. trash. Also, it's I, so much trash. Yeah, what I'm gonna do is, I mean, I'm 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 crazy. I mean, after the stroke, I you know, once my doctor cleared me, as I said on the show before, I started to go to the gym. You know, crazy, and I still go to the gym like more than before. Actually, I go to, so that that I have fortunately I have no pain. I don't have any back ailment, no leg, nothing like uh-huh. that. But but I must. I keep saying it, but I'm gonna start doing some yoga because I know stretching and all that. That's, as you get older, yeah. it's, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah. And flexibility. So that's what's kicking my ass right now. Yes, yes. It has never been flexibility has never been a problem for me. My um, physical therapist has always said like I'm actually in a top flexible percentile for my age and my and my weight. But like, so it's never been an issue ever because I've always had a yoga practice off and on. Mm-hmm. But going back to New York after not only just living in Maryland for a year, but for being very sedentary for most of the pandemic while I was still in New York, like I had not taken the train. I had taken the train once since like February, 2020. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. just the whole thing of walking to the train, mm-hmm. taking the stairs, Steps walking around the blocks, Yeah. And just walking more in general. At first, my body felt really good, but then my body started kind of being like, "Bitch, well, yeah, you, you, yeah. ready we didn't know, we didn't know this gonna, we didn't know it's gonna be a regular <laughs> exactly. thing." Exactly. <laughs> so now I'm dealing because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I was more active, but I wasn't stretching and doing all the mm-hmm. other stuff. I was just going. So mm-hmm. now I'm dealing with the fallout from taking my I'm body. We don't yeah. really do nothing to we moving every day all and the my time. Body, yeah. No, yeah. you ain't really, you ain't prepped for this, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, the best I've ever felt in my life was when I was taking Bikram yoga. That yeah, like, I heard, I heard, that's what I want to do the hot yoga, right? I heard that's yeah, crazy. and I hated it. That sixty minutes, ninety minutes, whatever I was in that room was the worst of my life. But I will walk out with the energy of like a five year old. Mm. So I do vinyasa, which is a vinyasa is a is a is a flow enough, is active enough to sometimes make you break a sweat a little bit i can't the bikram doesn't work for me because i'm a sweater already and the idea of putting myself in a steamy room to me sounds like hell like I, it is hell it's so awful but, it so, but i know but, like numbers up your but it works it works yeah. Yeah. yeah so so here we are we're gonna take we always say we're gonna try to be more consistent we'll, we'll see how it happens <laughs> um well, yeah, y'all gonna get what we give you but you know it's funny like, when people always ask me like why we aren't with and, not, and why we aren't with like a pod network and why we aren't doing xyz i'm like because if we did that we would have to take same time every week every, like, every I, week. I just don't work like that right now yo like, yo for like 
a smooth what year? We were we were in we were on that four different states in three different time zones. <laughs> With yeah, like trying too. to coordinate, life be life and man. And the reality is, is that this is more of an outlet for us and not some income generating stream. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we, you, you don't get it and you don't like it. Um, <laughs> first thing I want to do is mention um, some music shit. So, the, the artist Sanfa, he dropped the album last week. It's like amazing. Uh, but you compared yeah. to Stevie, which might have been wilding a little bit. Well, a little bit, but what I'm saying, Stevie. I mean, come on, he's iconic. What I'm saying is, Sampa, it's so. It's one of the first, one of the few albums I've heard. I'm gonna say first. It's one of the few albums I've heard in quite a while. That's so um, consistent and moves in a direct. It's not like choppy, like oh, this song was produced by that one. This it's not. It's not all over the place. It really has a theme and a movement to it. Yeah, maybe Stevie might be. Stevie might be. I might have been wilding with Stevie, but. It's a really, I think it's a really, really good album. Um, I've been enjoying that, uh, you know, playing that on a regular basis. So peace to him. Uh, I listened to a bunch of shit on Sunday. I listened to Offset's album, which was okay, not great, too many songs. But I really like Offset as a personality. So peace to him. I, to I City love Girls. that we're getting to learn more about him. Yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, it's almost but like I mean, calling it a rebrand, and I'm like, it's not really a rebrand; it's a brand because he ain't yeah. done. We we didn't. Ha- I didn't have an opinion on Offset. Before, yeah, we, exactly. And um, I don't think of, he had some like a, a whole different uh, version of himself from Migos. I think he was just quiet in that group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it was about three of them. But I have a question for you, as an A and R. At any point, are we going to get back to like more efficient? albums in terms of number of tracks see the problem is this the, the theory is um the formula is rather that the more tracks the more streams right which it's is all why we get which is why we get these 22 24s because nobody not even uh, we just mentioned the iconic stevie wonder could make like a consistent 24 dope out track album this is this is right. not possible so I I hate that, and that, that's another back to Sanford real quick. And even uh, who I mentioned last week, Cleo Soul. These both UK artists. I love this. The Sanford album is only fourteen records, and Cleo Soul's gold album I think is only like ten. So it's like really yeah, tight like and precise. All I need is a good ten to twelve. I need ten yeah. to twelve. I don't need twenty three. All of my favorite albums are like twelve, thirteen tracks or less. Of course, yeah. my, th- I always say thr- Thriller was nine. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Thriller was nine. And I feel like the ones I'm getting that are where I actually that are like a convenient number of tracks, they have the nerve to be like two and three minute tracks. It's like it's it's on one extreme or the other. Either you mm-hmm. give me either you giving me like a good fourteen tracks, but they're two minutes long, mm-hmm. or you want to give me thirty tracks that I'm not like. And I know I know you know job rca whatever so so you can skip this but like the chris brown shit i'm like i know chris be hitting stream i know chris be breaking records mm-hmm. chart records and streaming records but like i can name two chris brown singles from the past four years yes it's a now, lot and he's dropping he's released like only only one like only like one two songs per project actually get airplay and he's dropping um in sometime I forget he put the date up sometime in November and he's doing I I can't remember the the, the amount but I, it was a lot like one album like one album he's gonna do like twenty five records 
And then the next next album, like in a, in a week or two after that, it's another twenty five. So he split like, them up no this time. They, but no it's way not, are it's they not, good. It's too yeah, much. Punch shit out, be like yeah, I just 50 I feel records, like it's a, yeah. it's a cycle though, because I'm like we have consumers that now expect a bunch of filler and bullshit, mm-hmm. and therefore don't live with the album as long. Like when you gave me good fourteen tracks, that's when we used to rock with albums for like a year, you know. Yeah, yeah but you give yeah, me all yeah. the filler. Which which puts a which makes artists feel like that's what they got to do. It's just like a cycle that repeats itself. I'm just like, when can mm-hmm. we get back? Some mm-hmm. official. I always say, I keep I've said many times that streaming is the biggest scam to hit the music business because it's it, it pays terribly uh, on the on the on the on the uh, publisher side and on the artist side and the producers and the writers. They, it pays pays out terribly, and um, it's killed, like you said, people's. Uh, concentration to listen to music yeah. now it's, it's just like everything everything is a, is a is a playlist just by the nature of streaming because now it's just about okay there's 23 records i like two i like two from this one and i'll make my own kind of album kind of thing and so and it's it's just, killed, it killed the specialness of music because absolutely convenient, i think you have to have existed in an analog era to appreciate having all the music you want on your phone, like that idea of having to go cop something, go look for something, buy it with your something. money. Yeah, go buy it with your money. Like <laughs> wait, you know, ready to go to the store and listen to it in the car, like all that. And now, you know, it comes out Thursday at midnight. By Monday, you over it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's it's just the whole thing. I mean, again, it's not the sign of funny day, not to run something to the ground, but like I, I mean, me myself, and I know I'm not a, a unique in this. But me myself, I, mean, I would like I would get I would, podcast, so like, I mean, but I'm not unique in this. A lot of I would get really excited and go to you know HMV or Tower Records or wherever I was going to buy music <laughs> and like stay in there like for hours and look at shit and listen yeah, to shit and, and, and read shit yeah. and then to, and you get to know the people that work there. Like yo, what's up, fam? What came out? And then everybody, the people who worked there would know. They'd be like, "This album came out. It's all right. You should check this out." It, it became it, it, it was a whole kind of thing. A culture, um, a culture, exactly, and that culture. I mean, I know record store, record uh, stores are gone now, and I just, you know, but like the culture of it is missing, and it and it's hurting a lot. It's hurting a and, lot. And and record really, even beyond a culture, record release, getting new albums, there was ritual to it. You went, and yeah. bought, You opened yeah. it with your first listen. You're looking through the line. Read the credits. Yeah, you ask your friends like, "Yo, do you have this yet? Have you listened?" Mm-hmm. Like, it was, there was ritual to it, and it's just like that shit is. It yeah. just makes me sad. And I know maybe it's like the way business has changed, but streaming is the first evolution of the business that has taken away some of the specialness of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I was just. It, it, I, I hate it. I hate it to be honest. With you. I mean, it is what it is. It's not going to change because I hate it. But I, I, nonetheless, I hate it anyway. Um. Now, oh no! Sidebar. Now this is to the City Girls album, which was terrible. It was terrible. Oh my god, it was terrible. It's like it's those girls, and I'm talking shit as I always say because I don't know them. I've never met them. I don't know if they can of paint, but it just feels like the first time they kind of did this because it was like, yo, why not? You know, I, I think JT was more. Into rap than Carisha, but they were like, "Why not? Let's let's do it. Let's see what kind of happens." God yeah. bless them. They had some, they had the big record act up and they had some success with it. But I never felt like 
they were they're not they they were really into it. They were into you know what I, I posted they don't this. feel like musicians. No, they're I not. I didn't see these right. girls promote this album. First of all, I didn't see these chicks promote this album. They did it. It didn't they it didn't. just dropped. Drop. I saw one or two tweets about it yeah. from uh JT's timeline, maybe the yeah. day before. Uh, yeah, exactly. Maybe like one little IG post or something. But I I posted this thing the uh last week that said Jimmy Iovine said fame has replaced good. Great. Fame has great. great. Excuse me. Yeah. You're right. Great, great. Fame has replaced great. And to me, that is the epitome of the city girls, amongst yeah. some other people, too. They're very famous, black famous anyway, Twitter famous mm-hmm. or in social media famous. Carisha has the show and all that. But they're not, but they, that, that's what they, their focus to me became about that, not the, well, the, the look. Because it should have took the city girls to, Damn, it's six years to put an album out. Like y'all, it ain't that deep for y'all. You're not Frank Ocean. Like get some, get some beef. You know what it is. But aren't Carisha and JT also like having a little bit of? Yeah, well, yeah, they've been they've been kind of funking. They've been funking for a while. Carisha don't want to rap. Yeah, they, but they've been fucking even towards the, the last project ending. It was a kind of like a little thing, and there's I mean some behind the scenes shit that I don't know about, but you can clearly see they don't. They're not besties. Yeah. But, well, they know. both, there wasn't there that thing where they quit music? They were like, we just want to like fuck on these men and hang out and live our lives. Their personality at this yeah. point. I thought they both were getting into that, but I well, don't know. Uh, well, God bless them. And I, I don't want to dog the girls. I'm not trying to say they're bad people. I don't know anything about the girls really besides what we see on the social media, but well, I was just very disappointed that there was just no Was there a single? Like what? No. Is there anything? There's something out with some girl with Coco Jones singing or Money Long or something. I don't know. God bless them, girl. God bless them, girl. Um, I want to say real quick. Oh, oh, okay. So TV real quick, right? So I started watching this show last night called Blue Therapy. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing I was tweeting about. Yeah, but I can't find the episode I wanted to fucking watch. Which one? Which where did you which, find? You found it on YouTube, Jeff. Where I went to you. I, I went to it's YouTube because YouTube. it was. It's on. It was supposed to be on Paramount, but you had to buy BT Plus to watch it. And I was like, I'm not, I don't. Know. So I went to YouTube, and there's, YouTube. there's a whole season on them. Well, no, there's a whole season, but the clip that went viral that I wanted to watch is this: is this um, black woman and Asian man. Oh yes, yes. He said from the door he wasn't going to marry her. Yeah. And she now I believe. What are we doing here? I believe though that that episode of Blue Ther- that season of Blue Therapy has been out for a while because one of them couples, I think it was the like the social media, uh, they were trying to be like a little partnership. She was saying mm. influenced in every part of her yes, life. I yes, feel like yeah. I saw that clip last year, so I feel yeah, like probably for a while. So like, so I knew it existed, but I wanted to see that episode specifically. So this is really like a very messy UK version of couples therapy, right? Yes. With, yeah. Yes, yes, it's, 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 I was gonna say it's couples therapy, but UK. And so far, with the season I watched, the two couples, there, there was only two couples, and, and they the were therapist both, is white, but the people on it, yes, to be all young, and, young and black. I, I, both, both couples were African. Um, one couple was both Nigerian. One couple was Nigerian and Ghanaian. Um, and you know they're not married, so that's the difference with couples because couples therapy, most of those couples are married. And have been together for like a long time, and they're trying to figure out what to do. These 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 are just couples that are dating, hoping to get married, and you know they talk about the trials and tribulations. Um, 
there's rumors that it, that some of the the actors, I don't know, but the show was very compelling. Um, the two Nigerian, the the, the Nigerian couple, um, I I I, I found these people on Instagram, right? <laughs> and the, I and have the girl, seen these people before. Now that I'm looking right? it up, and the the girl, the the, the Nigerian girl, who's uh, stunningly beautiful to me. She actually just got engaged, but not to that nigga. <laughs> to oh, another, yeah, to another nigga <laughs> on Instagram. But yeah. um, it was it's very, it's, it's very it's very entertaining. It's very entertaining. Um, you know, this usual cheating and uh, uh narcissistic behavior and you know, brow beating and you know, I'm I man, you woman type shit. And yes, um, that's amazing, messy content. Like injected. Yeah, you know, you're gonna you'll love it. You should watch it definitely. But what's also very also interesting is the injection of um you see African culture and and, and their stances mm-hmm. on things. So it's different right. than American culture. But I, I, I highly recommend the show. It, it was it's very entertaining. Um, Wait, but I, like, I can't find that that one either. With I, yeah, I can't. Work. I was like, where is that shit? That's because that's wild. Shit? Because dude no, said like, there's a bait and switch. Where's that episode? Yeah, because <laughs> dude, because old girl who his girl was very pretty too. All these everybody's good looking, right? She right. said that she introduced him to her father, and her he told her father, "I'm not marrying your daughter." Yeah, he was like, "I love her very much. I'm never going to marry her." And yeah. they have. A- and now they have a whole child. And I was, and so what and I said, engaged. and I wonder how the engagement <laughs> because happened. she because it was because it was probably a here damn ring. It was probably yeah. like here, yeah. Like, and no one wants to marry the here damn. Yeah. So I said on Twitter, which I don't think I think our we I think we have a more seasoned uh, listening audience, and I don't know that I need to drop that here. But just for the record, I will say because I don't know a single woman who hasn't been trapped in this before at some point either early in their day to life or like somewhere in their 20s or something where you meet a man and the dude is like i don't want xyz but then he moves like he wants xyz and you let yourself believe you're gonna be the exception to the rule because you are just that bitch you are that fly he's never been with somebody like you before once he sees how good you are, how double party you are, he will change. And oh, but he introduced me to his mama. Oh, but he brought me around his boys. He's going to come when, around. No, when that bubble bursts, it is so painful. And he will let you. He will let you keep going as long as you want to keep going. You're yeah. going to have to be the one to leave. He's not gonna leave because in his mind he told you what it was. And yeah, this is what he has happened. he has the escape he has the escape route. Yeah, all, all, and this always. is what I think happened. I don't think I don't know that we talked about Love Is Blind. This time, this is what I think happened. We didn't talk about the end. We didn't talk. Okay, about this the is end, what I think happened with Love Is Blind with Uche and Lydia. I think that Uche told Lydia and from the door, I'm just looking for something easy. And but Lydia wanted a relationship. Uche knew Lydia wanted a relationship. He was trying mm-hmm. to fuck. But he let her believe a relationship could be possible. No relationship, or, or they were kind of in a relationship because they were doing. Well, relationship, they were doing. Relationship, they were doing stuff. relationship. Yeah, they were doing relationshipy shit. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that Uche kept pulling out. I told you I. Ain't. He seems like that dude to me. I told you I ain't really want this. Very so manipulative. Very. Yeah, very. it is manipulative. It is manipulative. But I have. I have told women, like, you got to listen to what them niggas say because they will mm-hmm. throw it out there and it'll be, motherfuckers have three but kids. But you know what, though? 
But you know what? Well, though, he'll be like, I told you I didn't want to get married. I told you that shit 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta listen. Nigga. Yeah, but keep I had such keep, a close keep, call with that shit. Like, the, his grandmother was giving me her recipes. Damn. Like, oh, that's wow. how, like, we were on cruise with the whole family type shit. And I almost fell into it. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I mean, I, I, no, hey, you know, we, we keep it real. You've used that a couple times, ain't it? I've been that nigga. Yeah. I've been that nigga. I've been that nigga. I've been that nigga. But what, what, what's really fucked up about that nigga and, and with me is you do that and do that. And this is exactly what happened with Uche. You'll do that and do that and be like, nah, I told you, just chill, just chill, just chill. And then when finally old girl says, okay, cool. And maybe starts to see somebody else, and she she's not. Then you feel away. The then you feel away. Like what then the you're fuck? like, I'm a good dude. I'm. Why you? Why but, you not? Why you? Why you, you answer my call? What was you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. much yeah. Tasha yeah. and Lawrence. It's very <laughs> much you came to yeah. my family it's reunion. Like, like, it's, yeah. it's because there there is because there is a part of you, and I think there's a. And Jeff told me from all. I think there's a part of these dudes who say in their mind, if I ever get to the point where I'm ready to do this, it might be mm-hmm. her. But I just ain't ready yet. So, but let me not let her go nowhere just yet. But those dudes tend to, and Jeffrey, I don't know, this is the case with you. Those dudes tend to like get married very quickly when it finally happens. Yeah. Yeah, they jump. Like, I was surprised that Uche got married like next year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uche probably engaged right now. Might be. Yeah. He had way more feelings <laughs> like, for Lily. I got those vibes too, yes. He had, way, he, had way more feel, he had way more feel, feelings for Lydia than he wanted to admit. And so well, that was some sucker shit not showing up to the reunion. I just got to say that. Like, you. It was. Well, first of all, listen, I can't. I didn't want to go too hard on production uh, on the timeline because, you know, Netflix be throwing me checks for Love is Blind and I'm not trying to fuck my bag up. But um, the thing is that, so I saw the reunion. They sent me, because they had sent me the screeners of the season, and they sent me a screener of the reunion um, a couple days before it aired. And I was like, oh, this shit is boring. But I knew it was going to be boring because <laughs> there was so much, we haven't talked about this, there was so much of a firestorm of all the shit that happened behind the scenes that we did not know about. There were, there are always more couples that get engaged than the camera follows. Yep. But yeah. I assume this season there weren't because I was like, I couldn't imagine that production by choice decided to only have two couples left standing to follow to the altar, which is mm-hmm. why we spent so much time in the pause this season because they just didn't have enough content. But it turns out there were two whole more couples that mm-hmm. were as far as the trip and living together and a whole nother mm-hmm. couple that made it to the altar but one couple, there are two different stories. One is that because she said though it was the other, oh, what's this dude? It was the other country boy, the big country yeah, boy. Yeah, the big dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big and the dude. girl who always had on the midriff top. Mm-hmm. Um, and one one theory was she said no at the altar. He threatened self-harm if production ran their story. But the other theory, which seems more plausible, is that she's now married already and that she she had a boy she had a boyfriend the whole time right because she had she was in a relationship the whole time Mm -hmm. and that's why production pulled her story pulled the story like so even though the two of them are in the show they have wiped any evidence of them from being in mexico 
there was another couple that they have wiped from the show all together. All the promos, all the cast stuff. Oh, we do not see them. We do not know who they are. I mean, we that's have the guy who was supposed to be abusive, right? Yeah. So the girl sued production saying that um, she was abused and assaulted by the person she was that she that she ended up oh getting. Oh my god! And they say they say that the cast, the, the most of the cast, the where, cast knew about it, like because they. Right, they were, but here's uh, where it's here's yeah. where it's dicey for me. Here's where it's dicey for me. The production for Love Is Blind and Married at First Sight are the same production team, right? We have seen in both these shows, if somebody says, I don't want to be in a room with this person, put me in another room, they will put them in another room. We've seen it happen. It happened on this trip. You know, the way we've seen it happen again and again. She's saying that she, now production might have encouraged them to stay in the show and film, which we've seen happen on Married First Sight often. But she says she went to production in Mexico and they told her to just stick it out. That doesn't jive with what I've seen, meaning actually stay in the room with him and stick it out. That to me seems odd because we've literally seen cast members say, I'm not staying with this. On Love is Blind, say, I'm mm. not staying in this yeah. room tonight. And Remember or, the old girl, old girl left JP. Yeah, or, and or leave if they needed Taylor. to leave. So, and, yeah, so, and some that. of the other stuff, some of the other stuff that she alleged with production, I feel like was just par for the course of being in this experiment, which is, she said, they plied them with alcohol. You know, they were locked in these spaces for mm-hmm. a time. They couldn't talk to nobody. And I'm like, well, that's kind of what yeah. happens. Like you, you get your devices taken away. You have to tell production what you want to eat, what you want to drink, what you want to do. They are going to try to get you liquored up because it makes for better TV. You know what I mean? So yeah. some of it felt like her not knowing what she was getting into, but you know, they actually went as far as to live together. And I would have to look at the suit. Um, production has, of course, said that the suit is baseless. I don't know how far it's going to go. I don't know where, where the status is now. But I was, but those are the things. And also, like, there was a rumor that Milton had a girlfriend. He didn't tell the girlfriend he broke up until they got back from. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that one. Well, his apartment like, was empty. Like, yeah, he like, moved in with that dude. And oh. like one of the girlfriend's friends was in the pod, so she was spilling the tea mm. on there. Um, there was a, there, and then um, there was another couple, a black couple that got engaged. Uh, Enoch and the other girl. I wish we had followed them, but they probably ain't had no drama. Like yeah. they dated on the show. So all that is to say, the, the stuff that people wanted to hear about, I was like, that shit is not going to get brought up at Never. the reunion. And no, without Shay no. being there, they couldn't press that. But so far, but I still think Lydia is a little boiler bunny. And I think Uche is a narcissist. I think they're both trash. And they are the type, the two kind of people that bring out the absolute worst, worst. Yeah. aspects yeah. of each other. I think, um, I think, I think in, 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 in Aaliyah, I had said this before, and Aaliyah said it, but she didn't push it. And nobody pressed, pressed her on the press issue. My theory has always right. been Lydia and Uche plan to go on there together. I mean, not as a couple, but they they both right. were going, and they both keep saying, Lydia's like, oh, I didn't know he was going. We had one no, no, I think Lydia, Bullshit. I think Lydia definitely planned it after finding out Uche was there. So, like, and this is, I wish they had pressed it, because when Aaliyah was saying, you told people you expected to see somebody you knew here, and it would be mm-hmm. a sign. And Lydia was like, well, no, I wasn't saying that with Hope. I was saying that with Dread. I don't, like, we saw her when she was in the pods with Uche. She was like, 
Like the way she started pacing and she was like, so, I mean, should we just take this as a sign in the universe and stop fucking around and really do this for real? Like, no, bitch, you wanted, you were waiting I, for that. I, but I think Uche was with it too. This is what, this is my theory. And this is my theory. Again, I'm talking shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think they plan on going on there to, I think together. They would date a couple people. Neither would work, would, would stick with who they were dating. And they would come back and it would hold, be a whole big story of we dated before, but no, no, let, me, let, me finish, let me finish. Because okay. and this is this is why I think Uche was pissed this, first when he cut off Aaliyah because he had nowhere to go. He was like, wait a minute, bitch, you were supposed to be no, no, breaking no. off with Milton. No, and then we I supposed think to get he was mad. I think he was mad when it didn't pan out with Aaliyah because Lydia, that means Lydia won. And that was the thing. He was embarrassed. I think Lydia yeah. was determined to leave there with something to make Uche jealous. Like I think was, I'm leaving here yeah, with something. <laughs> I'm leaving here with something. Because you can see, watch how she was. If you go back and watch how she was first with Izzy before. Oh, Izzy yeah. When you look her, backwards and look at the clips, it's like, oh, shit. She was just going to leave with something, right? Yeah. And yeah. she happened to luck out and get a rich young boy who she could turn out, right? So it's like, okay. And, but and, also, you remember the clip when they show... I think was show... embarrassed because he was supposed to come out on top, and he got left. I think that was an ego thing. Yeah, like, but also they... remember the clip that when when, when Aaliyah um, said something like, Uche, you know, wants to get engaged, and, and, and Aaliyah's like, oh, really? Damn. Like, like she's kind of yeah. like... Yeah, because Damn, Lydia wanted Uche. I'm saying Lydia wanted Uche, but if she I couldn't have, because remember Lydia was like, "How you gonna feel when I leave when I leave here engaged to somebody else?" And you have to see that Lydia wanted Uche, and if she couldn't have Uche, she wanted to make Uche jealous. But mm. Uche was hurt because I don't think he's a nigga that's used to getting being the one getting left left out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do believe Uche agreed to go on the show with Lydia that they did plan it. I believe that. Mm-hmm. But Uche is a type of liar who will bury you in the details to make you, to manipulate you into believing his version of the truth. Mm. So Mm. because he had all the information and like, I got text messages and this person is telling me about their Instagram story. Like he wants you to believe him. Like he even believes it, but we know that's that's not true. It is bullshit. Yeah. So, but I do, I still like Milton's family and. I don't like, I like Moon's family. Man. I think that Well, I, I liked them better, but I, I, I didn't like, even though Lydia's a <laughs> fucking weird. kook. The way they came at her when she came over there was, was like, it was like, come on. She, like, you That's the way I'm that not- you would come at your 23-year-old new fiancé. You know what it was, though? To, to, to me, it was, they were used to, you could tell, they were so used to controlling Milton. Milton didn't do anything without their oh, yeah. say-so. That's especially weird. the sister. So when he That's went on and did something, this big Without their input, they were like, "What well, the also, fuck?" But I also think, but I also think it was because Milton had a girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> I think that's why we didn't know that. We didn't know that. Milton had a girlfriend, so he was like, "What are you doing?" Also, Milton's twenty-four. What do you mean you're getting married? I would have been like that too. What do you mean you're getting married? What are you talking about? What are you doing? Know, yeah. Who is we didn't know about the girlfriend. Yeah, like who? The sister was so mean. Who the fuck is this? Because I would have, I would have clocked her as you need to get away from my baby. I would have very much been like, you need to get away from my baby brother. She at least directed her rudeness directly towards Milton. She said Milton was being fake instead of saying Lydia was being fake. But my thing is, I think I want to see if, how long Milton and Lydia last. I don't think Milton has ever dealt with somebody as dramatic as Lydia. And right now, he's kind of, 
right now he kind of pats her on the head and ignores it i don't think he really realizes how unhealthy it is because it'll weigh you down it'll weigh you down it's very logic over emotion and so right now it might even be novel to him like oh little spicy latina whatever i think that's gonna wear on him very quickly yeah, I, didn't like, I, I, I mean, they've like already the, been together for a year, so I don't like the logic of emotion. Like they, they so they were so cold, and the, and the, the popsicle. He was like, "I'm just here to go get fine." Like he's just like, yeah, very I'm, very 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 I'm a little bit, I'm a Yeah, since we talk about relationships and whatnot, um, I got two two I want to bring up. One, um, there's a clip on um, uh, social media. With a, with a young with a young girl, look like in her twenties, and her father, and she's going at her mom, basically saying, you know, kind of, kind of, it, it was. It's, I don't think it is, but it almost felt incestuous. Like it was kind of like if this man gets sick, they're gonna call me and not you. Just because you sleep with this man, I'm always part of this man. It was kind of like. What's really going on here? I don't know. Again, I don't have a daughter. It was weird to me. It was unhealthy. Now, I will admit, I had a real, I think there is a realization you have, even, even as a child of divorce, I think I had like a light bulb went on in my head one day that was like, my parents are both my blood, but they're actually not related to each other in any way, shape, form. Like it was kind of a weird Mm. thing to kind of really conceptualize that these people who are both part of you really actually aren't in any way related. Mm -hmm. Right. But um, I think that too, and I know people were like, "Well, isn't this just some daddy's girl shit?" No, that's really that was extreme. That's unhealthy in the same way of the mama's boy, where it's like, "This is my little king." This yeah, little man king. of the house man and all that. It was yeah, it's very unhealthy, and it almost it remind it's like a flip. I think people are shaken by it because we don't usually see that. What we usually see is the flip side, where it's like the mother looks at the daughter almost as a threat. And this yeah. one, like, the daughter well, looking at the mother as a threat. But I'm also like, why would you encourage that? Like, that's yeah. sick to me. It, it felt was really- weird. It was really... I was, I, very I, I, I was very uncomfortable watching that clip. And uh, uh, some people online was like, nah, she's just a princess. And I'm like, oh, yeah, nah. that's a princess thing. That, that, that was a little more like, extreme. That sounds like a father who actively encourages bullshit between his wife and his wife. Oh, yeah, because he was laughing. Yeah. yeah. Um, go ahead, bro, because you have a daughter. Go, so go, yes. yeah. go ahead, girl, dad. You and your daughter are very close. Please go yes, ahead. we are very close. We are not that close. <laughs> okay. I'm still a little bit old school. Okay. And watch your fucking mouth. Okay. And watch your tone <laughs> with your mother. Okay. Mm-hmm. What we're not going to do in my house. Now, I don't know how anybody else run their house. And God bless. But that to me was the starting point of something that is and maybe not the starting point because this is the only thing I've ever seen from from these people, right? Mm-hmm. That is just not cool. Like that's just a barrier that shouldn't be broken in private, let yeah. alone tape and post to social media. Yeah. Now, I don't think that there was anything incestuous as much as I do think that there is um there's a measure of encouragement that like you said that is happening that's allowing her to sort of not just feel that way but like to to feel like she can say that and to feel like she has the position and the authority in this house mm-hmm. 
to say that. Now, I know the new age parents and the people that have been going to therapy for two, three weeks uh, <laughs> uh, on, on, on the computer are going to, you know, come from my neck and tell me that I'm not letting the child have their own personality and all of that sort of shit. Like, look, God bless you. Do what's best for you. That shit would not fly in this house. Yeah, that, shit, that shit was Mark really uncomfortable it. to me. I was like, I didn't, I don't like this. And, and I say this, and I say this as someone who actually does put my daughter down as my emergency contact, right? right? Because she is responsible and she is thorough, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's you know a little bit of the running joke not, here. That's not because of the blood versus not blood. That's because most yeah. of anywhere in the fucking continental United anywhere States. in the country, right? Like I don't know. I have no. I have no clue. It's that's not uncommon for my life, right? Mm-hmm. So again, to I, I I don't know, man. I just I just still feel like I still feel like there's a place for children. And yes. I know that a lot of us are traumatized by staying in the child's place and the growing up. And I, I get all of that. And like I said, I know you, you know, f- folks got heavy into therapy over the last couple of years and they're, um, you know, working things out. And they think that their parents are just fucking terrible people um, mm-hmm. because they told them to stay in the child's place. But I still think that there's a place for children and that place ain't where she was. Yeah, that shit was, that right. shit was weird to me. Also, um, like, Ivy's kind of at that age where it's really cute, where, like, if Trav kisses me, she'd be like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, yeah. Leave my daddy alone. You belong you know to that. Me, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you belong to me, and y'all don't belong to each other. But, like, at some point, you do have to, like, yeah, all right, that. this is my yeah. wife, Be like, exactly. you know, disrespect her, even if you live here. And I think, this, I think the language of you sleep with him every night that was, was weird. What threw that everyone off? Crazy. I yeah. think that I think that it was the idea that, and I don't think she was. I don't think the young girl was saying anything sexual. No, but there was a level of, but it, there was a no, level of intimacy with that language. Yes, yes. I just think it's not appropriate to be used, particularly in this context. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Another thing that shook up the internet. Uh, a couple of things actually. Um, so la- here in Atlanta, guess what was last week? Within the last week or two, um, a gal post. Yes, a gal from uh, from yeah. here in Atlanta posted on the <laughs> internet that she went to. A, I forget the name of the place. It doesn't matter. It's a place on Virginia Highland. I know where that place is actually. But it's such a nice area of town from Virginia they have a Highland. Tuesday oyster special. Yes, where you get so she, a dozen for fifteen dollars. Exactly. So she, uh, I guess they met on they met on some type of social media app or something. Um, so they were meeting up to date. She says and, in the video that dude had been talking to himself and her DMs trying yes. to get her him to take her out for like weeks at least. Yeah. And she was yeah. finally like, Finally, oh, guy, let's go. Meet me for drinks, whatever. So she shows herself walking to the spot, she sits down. She never they never show the guy. Um, and she proceeds to eat. Four trays of oysters by herself. Forty-eight oysters. Forty-eight oysters with lemon and hot sauce. Dolo and 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 horseradish. I think. But here's the thing, right? People were really tripping over the cost of it. My thing was, who eats forty-eight oysters? I could not. That was my thing. Like my, I only eat charcoal oysters first. What? I could not eat forty-eight oysters. 
And she, and she, and she's slurping and she's slurping on the thing. What do you eat oysters in Atlanta? Like you ain't yeah. even. I'm just kind of like You're not even New Orleans. Whole, it's been a whole <laughs> oyster crisis out here this year. Like my nigga, I, I, I the fortitude, <laughs> but the, the fucking gastric. So that didn't even. I wasn't even taken aback by the amount of seafood originally because in right. Maryland, like it's nothing for me to eat eighteen crabs. Like right. I am. That's my crab day, whatever. But I was told it's very different in your stomach <laughs> to yeah. have 48 oysters I like sloshing around. With hot sauce and hot and horseradish. And, and then she ate a meal after that. And, a, and I had an entree. Then she had crab cakes and potatoes. And, and by the way, she had about at, least, at, at minimum four lemon drops. Like, at minimum. On the receipt, but, but, but I'm also sure. like, the oysters and the alcohol together, like the and again and and I don't again, know. I don't know how she had the oysters prepped. Maybe they were charbroiled, but I'm like, you eating raw oysters? No, they like, no, they look raw to me. They look oh raw my to god, me. the raw oysters on ice. Jesus, on ice. I can't. Yeah. But here's but here's the rub. The line for that restaurant been out the door since last yep. week, well, and apparently right. the food is really good. Mm. Everybody also been asking for lemon drops, so now people are like. Was it an ad? I really don't think it was an ad, but the people in the restaurant say that's that girl's spot. She's in there all the time. Yeah, they uh, yeah no, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it was an ad. I just think no, I don't that think she, it was she a filmed it and it took off. She said they said she that's her spot. Like she's in there all the time. God like, bless her. And so, they know. They so, know that home. Like they know so, she comes. So, they knew. They knew when she was coming. They was like, get the voices ready. Yeah, get 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 rapping. Get them going. So I shuck it. So so an old so she so old boy. She says, "Oh boy," she said. Wait, I think he left. <laughs> like he, he, he told her he was going to the bathroom, and, he and, he the bathroom and just skated. And, and you know, and I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad at the nigga. Here's the thing: I am not. I am not a woman who subscribes to oh order daintily when you're on a first date. However, that was gluttonous. It exactly. really was. It was gluttonous. Exactly. Like my grandmother, and that my grandmother used to when she, my grandmother would overeat. She would be like, "Lord, I've been such a glutton." That was gluttonous. Like, yeah, you, it was just a turn off. Eating four dozen oysters, and then you get the meal, and you have four or three. I do believe that you don't drink heavily on the first day because you don't know what these. You don't know this nigga. And it's like, the first time I've ever met you. This is like, what are we doing here? That's a, and to me, that's a safety thing. I'm not getting sloshed with you. I don't know you. So it's like I just it was it was definitely gluttonous. Maybe her was tolerance gluttonous. was. Was that that she could eat all of that? I mean, and yeah, have three but I'm like, and also, if you if you slurping down four dozen oysters, we're definitely not having any kind of conversation because you've been yeah, because you just slurping. Everybody online was like, "Oh man, he he missed his blessing because you know oysters are supposed to be an aphrodisiac." I'm like, man, I don't want to lay in the bed with somebody with four oysters in their stomach because that shit's coming out, <laughs> and it's gonna come out ugly. I ain't messing with this shit. I, I wasn't mad at old boy at all. I wasn't mad. And then again, it, like Inka said, it I don't nothing. think she was mad either. No, she, no she, she had the money. Yeah. She paid for it. She, she didn't even I complain. I mean, she was, she, I mean, it was what it was, my nigga. He was, he was heat checking. <laughs> and, and, and she was like, all right, nigga, well, you know, pay like you weigh, nigga. You know what I'm saying? to the bank. I don't think for one second that she was doing something that she would not have done with her own money. Like clearly, I'm a proponent of that. I'm a proponent of eat and drink. If, if I'm picking up the tab, eat and drink how you do with your money. Now, yes. however, there's sometimes there are ways that I will wild out if I'm spending my own money that I'm not necessarily going to do again on a first date. I don't, I don't know. Oh yeah. Well, 
pockets yeah. like that. I don't know whatever. So you know what I'm saying? Like I get it, unless somebody is like ball out. But my other thing is like cost aside. Again, to me, four dozen oysters. <laughs> Four rounds of anything. Appetite. I couldn't believe she ordered an entree. I was stunned. That stunned me. That stunned me. I was and like, wait, there's an entree coming? She was eating the potatoes. What's happening? The way she apparently was going to town on them. Like I said, the bigger thing is she she was clearly focused on her food. There's no way she was talking to the There's no way Literally. there was a conversation. There's no way she was like, so where'd you go to school? So tell me about your no. Like, there's no, that girl was just, she was slurping and, and she like, was Yo, going let, me get, let me get another lemon drop. Like, that Listen, was- man, that, that nigga could have been a painting on the wall. Right. She was going right. to eat. She was very indifferent about his presence. I'm sure yeah. he felt that. I'm sure he was like, you know, he probably has some self-reflection. And recognize <laughs> this is what I get. Yeah, for going right. so hard. Like I probably should have taken the fact that she didn't respond to me. Yeah, and just move first on. five times yeah. as an indication yeah. that she wasn't interested. But right. you know, niggas go out there. Listen, she was a very attractive young lady. Mm-hmm. Um, she was she was very photogenic Instagram wise, right? Like so, all of those things. She checked a lot of boxes for yeah. for the boys you know what i'm saying and this is what the young boys don't you know okay. really understand. Been, he might have done it on purpose like well nigga if you insist on taking me out we're gonna go to my spot and i'm gonna order all the shit that i want i'm gonna do what i do i'm a regular I'm thursday this yeah, is exactly. what i do bro this is what and, i do and one thing i had to respect about her was she like i said she didn't she didn't blast off on dude when he left she wasn't like that bitch ass she was just like i think he left she was and she said something like my grandmother or my mother whatever she said she always told me to have my own money just that in case. And she put yeah. out her money and she yeah. paid the bill. It was no That's problem. What my grandma said, my grandma said, never go someplace that you can't cover yourself for and get yourself. Exactly. Out. So I, I was like, yo, like, 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 bro said, like, you know, no harm, no foul. And just keep it moving. Okay. Yeah. The next, the next, so the next, it was, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. And again, God bless that spot because they on fire right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but somebody said all the seats, somebody not, uh, and then I'll get off this. One, I saw one girl's post where she went there and she was like, fuck these oysters. She was like, I'm looking at the other seafood. She said everything was really good. Yeah, I believe Ordered it. it, it was, stuff, yeah. I believe it. Um, the next date thing is a girl. And I, I, I'm i starting to, I don't know if this was real or not, but it was a, there was a gal, another gal. Cheesecake <laughs> Factory. Cheesecake Factory, yes. It was a skit. It was a skit. So she posted a skit about going uh, on a date with a guy and he was about to take her to Cheesecake Factory and she was filming the whole time a camera in the face all the time and she's like, you know, he can't take somebody who looks this good to the Cheesecake Factory and blah, 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 blah. And first of all, she was dying. Yeah, first of all, you, you, you're not ugly, but come on, just slow down a little bit. And it's sec- like the Cheesecake Factory uniform, if we being real. Because she was like, <laughs> why would you take somebody who looks like this to Cheesecake Factory? And I was like, because you look like, yeah, why would why wouldn't I? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't I? And then come find out in the skit, the guy said that he had made reservations at a nicer restaurant and he came to pick her up on time, whatever that time was, and she made him wait for an hour in, in his car right. in front of her building while she was getting ready. And so, so they missed their reservation, and so that's why he was gonna take it to the cheesecake. So factory. here's the thing. They've now but this but this but this just created discourse, whether it was right, a skit that's what or not. I'm gonna say. Well, yeah. not this course, it created discord. That's the thing. Well, and, yeah, and that's, discord, and like, yeah. So, with the creator admitting that they made this skit, 
So I was talking to Jason about this because he gets more so than he realizes he gets caught up in these gender war conversations very easily. And I'd be like, pull, pull, pull back, change the algorithm. I like, <laughs> like, do yeah, something getting radicalized. Like why? Come on. Cause I'd be like, yo, how do you even see, I don't even see this shit on my timeline. Sometimes, sometimes I do. I don't engage, but I say that to say the problem with this skit is that it was made to start this conversation. Absolutely. About, Cause the guy was not black. No, um, he wasn't. He was. Like, I think, it looked like he was like East Asian or something. But it Indian felt like accent. it was. It feels like it was started. Maybe they just wanted to start a conversation about dating. But like it turned into a conversation about black women. You know what I yes. mean? And like as it always does, demanding and all our expectations and our standards. And I'm just like, why would you, as a black woman, create content to mm-hmm. do that? Like what? And what do you get? Because other things, like I know people say they do anything to go viral, but like virality in itself doesn't do anything for you that wasn't like cleverly scripted it wasn't funny about it there wasn't any timing to it like you're not getting anything just solely off clicks and numbers by itself like you have to have something engaging in the content in order for that to be something you can benefit on Mm -hmm. on the long tail which i don't know if people realize that it's like just just rage bait engagement in and of itself is not going to get you anywhere so i'm it just it baffles me and so much of what we see is staged or whatever like i also saw um a clip on a flight where this white woman was telling this black woman she don't look like she belonged in first class and i was like first of all this oh, i saw that this conversation wouldn't last this long yeah there know? was another one Without she slapped the guy a white woman slapped the guy a black guy and but then you could tell that was staged. Yeah, I'm like, this conversation mm-hmm. wouldn't last this long without a flight attendant stepping in, first of all. Because it was like yeah. a lot of back and forth. Well, I see your ticket. Is that your phone? You know, I was like, no, this mm-hmm. wouldn't last this long. But secondly, like, you could look and tell it was like a studio set. Yeah, but I'm like, again, for what? For what? What are you doing it for? Seriously. Like, what's the point? You know what I mean? I just don't. It's and But people love rage engagement. They love jumping into the arguments. They love yeah. actually just being annoyed by shit they see on the internet. Like we actually, some people we get off by being justifiably annoyed by shit mm-hmm. we see. And then that girl made, then that girl made a, a cardinal mistake is because she came back, uh, did a, like a solo video trying to explain herself, taking these like ten second pauses in between words, and she right. just annoyed people even more. They was by that yeah, point, it was it was tearing her apart. It was yeah. it was destroying us. That was a. That was a dummy move. Ten seconds because she didn't finish a sentence. And yeah, exactly. I'm like, come on, my, like, you know. So whatever. The other but thing also, I saw. So now this is made it to Facebook, and there's a list of. Oh boy. Oh god. Oh yeah, I was. I was going to talk about that. I was going to talk about that. The first so, date, and so, I feel so, like the list well, up. There's like five or ten on there that are like. I want. Oh, I, I want to talk about this. I, I actually actually screenshotted the list because I wanted uh-huh. to bring this up. Where's okay, the, I can't find where's my okay. shit. I, I got it. Give me two seconds. Give oh, me two go, seconds. Give me it. two seconds. Okay, here we go. Uh, Cheesecake fact. These are the, these. Are, it says here. The cheesecake factory makes, being number one is fucking wild. Because it's it's I, wild. Go <laughs> to a fucking popular. cheesecake factory. Stop yeah, it. That's if you're in yeah. your twenties, maybe Here's if you a, or you don't go to cheesecake factory, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Go ahead. Sorry. Here's I'm a list of places right women. What? Here's a, <laughs> here's a <laughs> list of places women absolutely refuse to go on a first date. And thank you to the ladies <laughs> who reached out to me to help me on this list. Uh, I, there's a lot of them. I don't know if I'll say all of them, but I'll say a few of them. 
Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, The Movies, Your House, any fast food chain, <laughs> Wingstop, Red Lobster, IHOP, The Gym, Church, Starbucks, Coffee Dates, Ice Cream Dates, Family Functions, like Bowling, that. Bowling! Like, what's Night wrong with Bowling? <laughs> Nightclubs. I love a Bowling Date. A hookah lounge, a bar, for, a bar for just drinks. Which is weird to me. Waffle House, to me. Waffle House and sporting events, which is also like, really? If, I, if I took you to the basketball game, I'm whack? My <laughs> question with this is what's left. Right. Because yeah. first of all, yeah, what is left? Because first of all, I think that the idea that a date just has to be dinner is boring. That's A. I love Very an activity much. date. I love an activity date. It's fun. You know what I'm saying? I don't want a movie really? date on the first date, though, because I don't know you, you don't and talk. I don't want to sit in the dark with you. Yeah, yeah you and, don't talk. And you don't really talk because no, you're watching I the movie. Here's the thing. I think that A, like Inga said, some of those places hold up. That list could have been condensed, though, into categories. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, maybe don't do a fast casual. Don't yeah. do fast food. I'm and, like, not going to your house. I'm yeah, not I'm going not going to, to your house. You're not coming to my house. I mean, that makes sense. That no, makes sense. So, like, that, Church, I think. But some people like ice cream dates, right? I do think... Why is, what is a coffee? Why? Why? I don't drink coffee. Why, but why are people why so the coffee date? Here's why the coffee date bothers people. It's wow. not the coffee date itself. It's that the coffee date has become this thing that people have said they do as mm. a pre-date because they don't want to invest in a real date until they have a pre-date. And I'm like, that's what talking on the phone and shit is supposed to be for. So it's not so much the problem with the coffee date in and of itself. Mm. It's the problem with the reason niggas is asking for coffee dates is the intention behind it. It's I got no issue with that, by the way. Literally saying, I'm not trying to invest. Now, it used to be a time, I'm old enough to remember a time when women used to suggest doing a coffee date first just to not get trapped in a whole <laughs> night with somebody. Exactly. But the problem is this whole conversation of predates started coming up a couple years ago and motherfuckers refusing to want to pay for a first date because they feel like they feel like they need to predate you to see if they want to take you on a date. And I'm like, my nigga, that's what all the communication before you go on a date is supposed to be about, but whatever. But I'm also a person who it takes a long time for me to get to a point where I'm going to go on a date with you. Cause I hate wasting my time. So I'm, so maybe I'm unique. Cause you, I got to know, that I'm not gonna hate sitting across from you before I go on a date with you. Like that's yeah, I be told. I be I, I, what I do. What I like. I have a I friend who the youngest do to get to know you out there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I like a date date, mm-hmm. and this seems yeah. to be a problem. With date, date, the, yeah. date dates are perfect to me because oh. you go out with somebody. Whatever you do, whatever it is, and you know, go to the park and get whatever coffee, ice cream. I don't know, whatever. But you're going out there during the day, right? You get to know each other, and it it, it it'll probably go one of two ways, which I think are beneficial. Either you'll like the person and the date date could extend into the evening and you'd be like, mm-hmm. oh shit, let's keep it going. Let's just go to whatever. Or or if you're not getting along so well, that's cool too, because you still got the whole day and evening to do right. whatever you want to do. I think right. there's so much pressure put on going out at night. Yes. It's like this yeah. has to be a good night. Like we have to do something special. We have to go to some dope restaurant and go yeah. to this. The, it's, it's so much pressure. And it's, and it's like, if it doesn't go well, and that, that happens a lot. People just don't get along for some reason. Nobody's wrong. But then right. it's like, I wasted a night, and I wasted an outfit. Well, if you go out during the day, you don't have those pressures, 
And then if it does go well, then it'll, it'll lead to evening dates right. later on. That, the that's problem. my theory. I think what part of the problem is that this dating conversation, and I totally blame social media because motherfuckers don't know how to Absolutely. interact with person but the dating conversation has gotten so convoluted. It's so transactional, right? That on the one side, you have niggas who want to put forth zero effort in planning cool. and spend zero money. Well, well what you want to do? <laughs> and on the other side, because women know that, they are resistant to the things that to them feel low effort and, and low right. cost because they think that is that they, they automatically kind of take offense to it because they feel like niggas is trying to be cheapskates, right? I personally, my thing is, just let me know you thought of, I like, it needs to have some thought, some consideration. Ask me maybe what I'm interested in. Let's have a conversation mm-hmm. about it. That's my thing. I do need you to put forth a little effort because mm-hmm. there's supposed to be some courtship here. And, and I yeah, I the, court, the idea of courtship is out of this conversation right. altogether. That's the other part. I also appreciate the guy showing a bit of urgency if it's like look i know you're not available like at night during this week but if you want to just meet me for coffee like i gotta see you i love that energy like i'm into it and i mean also i think the new yorker part of it or being in a major metropolitan area changes things because it's very easy to say yo let's just get up real quick right yeah Yeah, because there's so much to do during the day you could just walk around the city Yeah, so I think there's that part too, but I think what has happened here is that the date conversation courtship has completely been taken out of it, right? But then what you end up with is when there are women who are like, I don't want to date you, like you end up with this shit, like the oyster shit, where niggas is like, if you just gave me a chance, you could just see if it could work, and then then women be like, all right, nigga, you okay, and then motherfuckers is complaining because you, because they spend all this money on you and you ain't even really want to, like, I told you. So the whole dating conversation is convoluted. I'm glad I'm out of this pool. Um, I'm also glad mm-hmm. I came from an era when niggas was still tricking and it was like, you come, bring your girls. Uh, let's go. <laughs> it's like, let's Run go, let's go eat right. at the club. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my day, it was- I never, I never, I never, I never liked that. I never, I never did that. I always felt the way about that. What, the whole like, girl? I'm going to pay you, pay for all y'all. I'm like, why the fuck am I paying? I don't know y'all. I know you. <laughs> I know right. you, and honestly, and honestly, and I, and that the nigga that I was, and, I, and I'm trying, I'm trying to let go of that narcotic now. But the nigga <laughs> that I was, if I pay for all y'all, you'd be I'm like, "Am I trying to fuck your friend?" No, I'm gonna try to fuck your friend because right. if I pay for her yeah. too, and she gives me an eye, then but I'm going clear, that way. Jeffrey, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's with. I'm not saying I would be like I want to pay for my friends. I'm no, 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 no. Like I bring you, your girls. I, I got y'all. I got, I'm not saying I'm not saying you were like you know go there. Yeah, yeah. I know you were doing your thing, but what I'm just saying is like there was a thing. I was like, okay, but you know, Keisha kind of gave me a double glance when I pulled out that Amex corporate Amex. <laughs> I'm gonna try to see what's up with Keisha on the low, on the low. But if I run into Keisha, I probably if I run into Yo, Keisha at, yeah, at one of these album at, at one of these album release parties. If I run into Keisha, I'm going for it. <laughs> young Jeffrey in the streets had to be. I don't even think time. Jeffrey was that young. This ain't even that young, Jeffrey. It's like, like middle. This was, this like, was, this was 2015. Like 40 year old Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. Um, any, let's I'm move, so let's glad move I'm out of that shit. Also, Factory's <laughs> lit. lit. I never heard I of mean, I like Chili's is also a great meal and a good time. Listen, yeah, what? The, the, the double mark, the double with the margaritas at, at fucking. Right I want that. 
Sometimes yeah. that's what I want. Now, I can understand not wanting to go there for a first date if that's what a dude suggests, but my first opinion isn't going to be... Like, I remember... I actually remember... I was like mid-20s or something. A nigga took me to Uno's for a first date. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Late 20s. A nigga took the me to- The pizzeria? Yeah. I was like, Are you, this, is a college, this is a college. Uno's, wait, the Uno's uh, down on, in the house? Down in the like, village? Really? That was popping. I was like, I was like almost 30. I was like, this is a college date. Come on now. Uno's for a first date? We met in the Hamptons. Did you ever go? What about BBQs? You ever do that on, on a date? In college, and like that, like twenty two. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We (laughs) what I'll do. What I think is acceptable for first date versus subsequent dates. Two totally different conversations. Okay. If like we've been seeing each other and you want to go to BBQs, let's do it. Fuck it. Let's get the first date. The Hennessy wings. (laughs) Yeah, I'm talking about first date. First date. Show me that you made an effort. This nigga came and picked me up in Harlem. To take me to fucking Uno's. We're gonna drive all the way down to the West Village to go to get some place where I can get an entree for fucking twenty dollars. Fuck out of here. That didn't oh make sense. Anyway, that didn't make sense to me. But also he was an fair. asshole in general. So the location well, okay. was a problem. He was just a dick. Yeah, but he was, he was probably trying to test me. I, I wanna but, hear Sean's take on the the list of places we can go. Um, I think largely I, I think a lot of it is bullshit. I think a lot of it is based on social media. I think a lot of niggas do go to Cheesecake Factory on first dates. I think a lot of people go to a lot of these places. And I think that they try to fall into this um, conversation of balling. And I got it like that. You know, the math just don't math, my nigga. Like, everybody ain't got you. You, you, you can't tell me you're struggling with your fucking rent. But everybody got... $200 four times a month to go out and eat. Okay. That just don't. And don't tell me you're better than these places because you're not. And, you're and, not. and, I'm and I'm a, I'm a, listen, I, I knew, you know, what was crazy is like, I, I, I knew a couple very wealthy, right? You know, you know what their fucking favorite place to go? It's fucking Outback Steakhouse. Like they could <laughs> clearly, I love Outback. I love I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like this idea that you gotta go out every time and you gotta, you know, spend this kind of bread and you Mr. all of that Charles and all that yeah. all of that shit be for the gram. All of that shit is because I wanna take Great. pictures, I wanna show that I've been here. And and I I mean listen. I'm not saying you shouldn't have those experiences. And look, if that's what you want, if your standard is you got to go to high-end steakhouses and high-end um, Asian restaurants, you know, again, God bless. God bless. I, I really don't know what to tell you. There's nothing. I Listen, the one thing about Cheesecake Factory, my nigga, is you're going to find something to eat. Okay. Absolutely. That 78-page <laughs> menu, okay, will have something that you will thoroughly enjoy, my exactly. nigga. Exactly. I, 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 I knew I was out of the conversation when people were shitting on Ruth's Chris. I was Who like, was this is- I was about, yeah, like, that's that's what I'm trying to say. People, people, people were talking about Ruth Chris in a way where I, I it, it made me realize that, one, motherfuckers don't really go out to see you, like, you ain't is, been there. You ain't been there. This is all, yeah. this is all conversation. Even, even in any context, right, Ruth Chris is you're going to, it's a steakhouse. It's you're going money. to get a great steak. The period. There's no well, debating. Excellent service. So, Listen. I will say this, and maybe this is a New York 
I don't even think it's a New York thing because it's, it's, I'm finding them here in Maryland. I think the problem is that there, there are two different conversations. One of them, some people are really just talking about price point. I think I do think some people are talking about effort because I'm. some people are saying you need to take me to some fancy spot. You can, for me, it's not so much that you can't, you have to take me to an expensive spot, but like show me that you made an effort in finding the place, especially in New York. New York has so many like restaurants that are moderate I think I think that's a fit. Listen, I I think that new I think that if you are if if you're dating someone and they love, you know, sushi and, and Japanese food and you're in L.A., like Nobles East, that's that's like super easy. Right. So I totally understand your concept of like you could do a little more legwork in a major metropolitan city. Right. But but I also think that it is wild that. You know, um, now listen, if you're if you're of a certain age, I can understand maybe this isn't, you know, what you your idea of a of a first date. But one of those things that happens during the actual conversation process is you start to understand what someone's expectations are and what their quality of life is, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you understand like, yeah, my nigga, like she if, if you talking to somebody. And every time she's telling you she's getting on a plane, she's flying first class. Southwest is probably not going to work out yeah. if you're trying to book a trip, my nigga. Spirit she's not work. taking connections. She's yeah. not taking. She's not taking a connection in ORD, my nigga. Nobody's yeah. stopping in Chicago going through that big ass airport, <laughs> Charlotte. And a lot of that is the compatibil- compatibility that matters. Like your life, yes. what you envision. Quality, yes. A quality of life. And I think that so many people pretend that as though these places are above their quality of life. It's like it's 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 like you're lying. You're lying because you know why? Because I go to Cheesecake Factory, my nigga. And and it's never empty. Never. It's never empty. Listen, I've never seen I Cheesecake Factory. I, I, <laughs> I just ate a Cheddar Bay biscuit before we got online that was left over from Red Lobster Takeout. So my thing is, it's not so much about going... Again, for me, and I'm just speaking for Naima because I know a lot of these people are being a lot more shallow than this. For me, what I've always liked to see is some effort. A matter of fact, I've actually found that men I date who have maybe like more uh, limiting funds sometimes came up with more creative dates, which I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Like making, my thing is just making effort. And that's the part that that people keep missing in this conversation is that this is supposed to be a courtship. Now, on the side, I want them to stop thinking that effort equals money. It doesn't because a nigga can make zero effort and drop a lot of money and not be trash. That's that's really, that's ultimately what this list is a reflection of. This list is not a reflection of effort because nobody is saying, because I promise you, my nigga, if she's smitten with you, Cheesecake Factory is going to fly. Right. Also, ice cream dates. I don't see the shit on ice cream. Dates. Ice cream dates are mad cute. If you look like a serendipity, yeah. or, or, or like get you little extra sprinkles, yeah. <laughs> you know, get you a little fruit, get you a gummy worm or two. Girl, girl, top. Get your Try all the flavors. Talk about your ice cream memories. Get to know somebody. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's a there's, yeah. a. there's a. There's a. There's a. There's a lot that we can extrapolate from that list. But one of the things that I see that's clear and evident is a lot of you niggas. 
niggas is lying. Okay. A lot of you niggas are going to eat there because I went to Olive Garden. Last time I went to Olive Garden, nigga, I had to wait to sit down. So you niggas. I will say I don't go to Olive Garden no more because they changed some, they changed some recipes. That's my only thing is like, I don't go to some places no more because they changed some of the recipes. It don't taste good. Yeah. yeah. Look, nigga, keep the salad flowing. If we're in New York, you could take me to a Hillstone any day, formerly Houston's any day of the goddamn week. Um, I mean, maybe I'm an old married lady now, but like, we're still dating. The dates are still amazing. If you take me to a coffee shop and it's, you know, the one they filmed and insecure in, like, I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah, you have a good time. My problem with, I I've only had one person really ask me for a coffee date. I've had people ask me me for coffee for business. I've only had one person really ask me for a coffee date that I remember, maybe two. But the problem I have with the one, with one of them, I told them both the same thing. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. So when somebody asked for a coffee date, I was like, I don't, I know, I don't, I don't, I don't really like hot drinks like that. And I don't like the way, the way, by the time I get coffee to be the flavor that I Wait, like. Wait, time, 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 I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. We ha- I got to blow you up. So we was on the, on the, the pop podcast <laughs> chat. And this nigga, Naima, <laughs> said she had never eaten a toasted Pop-Tart. I don't want hot strawberry filling. I don't I'm just that. I'm just gonna say this. When I saw that, <laughs> I said so I said, you, well, she been like in fairness, she been locked up. Like, been locked up. You you might <laughs> you might not like like that might not be an easy win, my nigga. I'm telling you, anybody eating anybody eating cold pop tarts, nigga, you about to have a fight on your motherfucking hand. Like, That's not gonna be an easy win. I don't want hot strawberry filling. I don't want it. It's not. Oh, it's not feeling no, no. I don't do. It tastes so good. I don't want it. I can never eat without it being toasted. We've been talking. We've been talking for quite some time on this text chain. This was the first time Inca had to double back because she was really like, hold on a second. <laughs> Clarification, my nigga. Like, never, ever. Never? Like, never. Did you have a toaster growing up? Were you not allowed to use the toaster? Oh, no, <laughs> and I explained to y'all there was, a co- there was a couple of factors. The first thing is that we had a toaster oven, not a toaster, which to me felt like a lot of effort to lay them flat. Mm. It feels like it takes something away from it. The second thing is, I never ate breakfast at home from like I did at elementary school. I ate breakfast at home or at school from middle school on. I, I ate breakfast going. So it was, and I, and I don't really eat a heavy. You could have just thrown the joint in there and put it, put some uh, I didn't want it I would grab the pack and like eat it on a bus or something. That was the whole point of them for me. Even now when we do have pop darts in the houses for the kids, but I've been known to grab one to have, in case I'm, I'm just, out walking around. Maybe he was I, just curious. Let me just drop this motherfucking toast. I never, and I also only eat one flavor, which is strawberry frosted. So I oh. can understand if I ate cinnamon or one of those other things and tried it toasted. I just don't, I like my hot breakfast to be savory. I don't need a sweet hot breakfast. Oh. I don't need that. Let's, I like let's, 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 let's move so on. So back to the coffee. I don't drink coffee. And I told this person that, and I only drink tea when I'm sick. I don't drink coffee. Now, the one thing I do now over the years, I started drinking chai tea from Starbucks because it tastes um, kind of sweet and cinnamony. 
for me to get coffee to a point where I like it, I might as well have a milkshake. It has to be iced and sweetened with a syrup and a whole other situation. So I told this dude that I don't drink coffee. And I thought we would move on from then. And he was still like, well, let's do a coffee date, which for me is like saying, let's meet so I can get a cup of juices. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know the intention is conversation. You should have took you to Akbar's juice bar. That's not an environment <laughs> in which I'm going to be comfortable because, again, I don't drink. Coffee is ritualistic, too. It's a social it ritual. Is. that I don't. It's like somebody saying, like, how people, you know, have smoke breaks and stuff. I don't participate in that ritual. It's not going to hit the same for me. So when this nigga was still trying to do a coffee date, I was already over it because I'm like, you're not listening to me. You know what I'm saying? You're not actually trying to I mean, adjust. That's fair. Yeah. You're also, you're very peculiar. I am. Your ADHD is so different than me. Like, I need caffeine to survive. Well, I do too, but I don't, because I don't like coffee, and I'm not saying this is safe. This is one of the reasons I had to get on meds because I was worried I was going to have a fucking heart attack. I would. I used to like drink Red Bull for breakfast, or when I was a kid. No, that's crazy. Like that. That's crazy. In high school, I started taking Vibrin. Right, I started taking Vibrin in high school. Oh, well, you was Jesse Spano out here. No, but but I realized it helped me before a test to retain information better. So that, I guess that's when it first started kind of showing up. So mm. all through college, I would take. Um, this is a whole another conversation. I would take like you used to be able to get at the drug stops down at the at the um gas stations down south. You used to be able to get like them little um mini thin caffeine pills that the truck drivers used to take. That bitch could keep you going for like two days. I oh, he, was, he was wild. This was wild. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, I want I want to mention this thing um real quick. That's so true. I saw another thing another thing on social media. This is a social media show. Another thing. There was a gal. Another gal who. Is a either is is it's an Instacart delivery person, and she was delivering uh, Instacart groceries to a client, and it was four hundred dollars worth of groceries, which is a lot, even with the prices being high. She was delivering to an office. I guess it was like an office. Oh, an office? restocking like oh, their okay. Red Bulls and their little. Yeah, like, she was getting pulling out like twelve packs of soda and cases. Oh, okay, and okay, water and stuff like that. So she did this stuff. She said. It took her like a lot of time to pack this in her car, and to uh, you know, and then she had to uh, you know, unpack it when she got to the place, and it was a four hundred dollar tab, and the lady was not tipping her. Per, like I guess I don't I don't do Instacart. I'm I'm old school. I still like to go no, to market. You but can... I know you could tip on the app, but the yeah. also you could also tip the driver personally. Well, like here's yeah. you know twenty dollars for you or whatever. But so also, like, I say the office thing because a lot of times if you have things that you have to expense, like, gratuity is not something that you can reclaim. Like, once you put your receipts in, blah, 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 if you're using, like, a company, yeah, company like, card situation, like, they are not reimbursing that tip. Tip part, yeah. They just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they don't authorize it. Yeah. Anyway. So, so, so the woman, then this is a black, uh, it's the card woman was driving and a white woman who was receiving the order. So that kind of put a little extra energy on it too, um, but I don't think it was based on race. I just think it just the energy. And so the woman was the Instacart driver was like, "Well, I'm about to take this shit back. I'm well, not even delivering it because and that's the you're, part not, I have a problem you're not with. tipping me." And the woman was like, "You got to take that up with Instacart or whatever. I, that's not on me." And the girl was like, "Yo, I it took me so long to do this, and I'm like, it was really hard backbreaking energy to pack this in my car, and you're not going to tip me." anything and and she was like nah i'm not tipping and it so then and it turned the into a whole argument and i don't know how it ended. i don't know if the girl it cut off before the it found out if the girl actually took the order back or not right here's the problem 
That person has <clears> paid <throat> those goods. So that's what she said. Really she said, I paid for this though. Yeah, yeah, you pay for your Instacart stuff at the time of your order being processed. So technically, legally, those are that woman's goods, right? So until the person like releases them in the app, the driver's still on the hook for that. She can take it back okay. and cancel the stuff. Okay, and the person okay. gets I a refund. So I, now, I give what, it now what I was but what I was gonna say is that I might have said you gotta unpack this shit from the car. I would have, like, I saw her putting it back in the car. I would have been like, you can unpack it and carry it in yourself. I'll open my doors in my trunk and, like, do that. But I don't know, even if, like, she took it all back, you still got to unload it out of your car. You know what I mean? Like, I get I get it in theory, but mm. you're not, but in actual practice, you're not really doing yourself a favor here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, I get it, and I get the complaint about it, and I think that, you know, especially on the apps, the problem with the apps is that they already add surcharges and service charges, which make it harder for a consumer to want to add a tip on top exactly, of that. Because I got taxed. Like, I already got taxed. Because you because you already you're already and a lot of people are already like, well, you're charging me a service charge. What the fuck is the service charge? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like you're, getting, you're already getting a surcharge, a service charge, a delivery fee, maybe whatever. That ends up, at, and on Instacart, you're also paying like a membership fee. Like it's a Taxes, whole yeah. yeah, you're already getting hit so many times. I do believe that drivers need to be, I try to tip 18% anytime I do Uber app, Instacart, any of that stuff. I mean, Uber Eats or Instacart, any of that stuff. But that really like, when you add all them fees up, it changes shit significantly. Mm. It changes significantly. So I'm not saying she was wrong to feel away, but I'm saying like part of going into this, to that, side of the gig economy is knowing that you're taking a chance on that yeah. no on if that's possible i think me and the way i'm set up i would never come out and ask for a tip like them's just the breaks if you right tip me if you appreciate my service if i get everything right that's great but if i right. don't like then that's the yeah. all that i'm taking and I maybe i'm a little I- more selective right. the next time i pick an order my guess is that it was a large order and she selected a large order. Yeah, it was a large order, yeah. She figured she, she, had, she was figuring she would get a nice tip out of that. Right. You know? Um, I think because I've worked in the service industry before, I'm sensitive to tipping. Like I will apologize like yeah. if people do stuff, I'll apologize if I don't have cash. Because that is one problem. I don't keep cash around. And sometimes yeah. I go, I don't have cash shipping. But like in the with the Instacart, so I did I tip in the app. But yeah, I get her I get her being upset. I just don't know of saying I'm gonna take the shit back. Yeah, you know, the yeah, last that thing was I intense, saw, and nobody wins that way. Yeah, nobody wins. The, the last thing I saw, and then I'll move on to something else, which was interesting, uh, was there was a, there's a man somewhere in Virginia, and a crew of guys, look like the Mexican guys, had did uh, some construction in his backyard. It was like a not a patio, but it was like a a cement area where they had kind of done, and they, they, they did some stonework. So stonework, yes. And he comes up, he the the starts and he comes on. He's like, You guys did it all wrong. I'm not, you know, you guys did it all wrong. So apparently the guys had done the work and this was his way. And we've seen this on um social media a lot where people like try to not pay. So he hadn't paid them anything. Apparently it's be Trump's move. Yeah, like, oh, you did the work, but I don't like it, so I'm not paying you. You know, take take me to court or some shit. So what these dudes do. If they just pull out sledgehammers and start smashing the stone work, they just start smashing. And he's like, "I'm gonna film it. I'm gonna call the police." 
And I was like, what the fuck are cops going to do? You didn't pay them, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, so they're, just t- they're basically just taking their work back. Right. And, you know, yeah. he, and he's filming it and he's like, I, I, this guy is always complaining and da 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 da. He complains. His workers complain. And the, the workers aren't even talking to him. They just, bam, bam, smashing it up. And I was like, yo, I respect that 100% because, like, you, you, you're literally trying to get over. I don't know how long it took, but it, it wasn't a quick job. You can see that. And yeah. you're literally just trying to get over and not pay these guys probably because they're, you know, they're legals. You're paying them off the books and you're just trying to get over. So I, I actually appreciated those guys smashing up that stonework like that. Um, I want to mention, um, oh, oh, uh, bro, you should watch. Have you watched Old Dads yet? I saw it. On Netflix? I, I, I it's one of those comedies I got to be in the mood for. Yeah, yeah, um, it's all right, I, it's all right. I watched it. I watched portion of it. I kind of checked out a little bit. I actually like Bill Burr. Um, I like his comedy. Um, I just don't like that shtick in a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, how can I, it's like, I want to be a, a, a draconian dated asshole mm-hmm. without the backlash of being a draconian dating, you know, dated asshole, right? So I'm going to use it as this satire movie yeah. for me to sort of be this way. And it's just like... Oh, old dads? Yeah, old yeah dads. It's, it's like at a certain point, right? Like that that comedy style and that shtick becomes yeah. very heavy. Yeah, yeah, it becomes very heavy after like the fifth joke. It's like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, my guy. Who wrote and directed it, so... Who, who directed it? And Bill I get Burr. it. Yeah, Bill Burr, right? Yeah. yeah, I know he wrote it. I know he directed it's, it too. It's very, so, yeah. it's very, it's, 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 you know, quite honestly, it's, it's a little sophomoric. It's a little sophomoric. Yeah, it is. It for, is. It is. For, for, for my liking. I don't think it's a terror. You know what I mean? I've, I've seen yeah. this. Apparently it's, it's, stream, it's, it's probably streaming super crazy. Like, it's oh, yeah. Well. It, 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 it will always, listen, when you're, it's a, it's a streamer service, right? So you, you yeah. there's no effort here. To go and do this, you can literally just put play on and we just watch it. Yeah. Do some other shit, right? Like, so that I, that's not surprising to me. And I don't, and I think he has a base, and I think he's, um, you know, I do like him as a comedian. Yeah, he's but funny. Again, I just, I just think for a movie, I mean, how he's many lying. of those are we going? How many of those jokes, bro? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like my wife is a bitch. Is very heavy handed here and like yeah yeah like yeah. The, our wives our wives like, our wives like killed our lives and shit. And what yeah. I what I what I thought they should have done was they never really explained why they were friends. Those three guys, like they never. I know they had a company together, but like why? When? How did they meet? Because they seemed like those people wouldn't really yeah. know each other. Like they never they never gave us any background, so it was kind of weird to watch Bokeem Woodbine. Like why would he be friends? With Bill Burr, like I don't understand, like they what, what do they have in common? You know what I'm saying? But um, but yeah. it was all right, whatever. But anyway, I want to uh, I just want to mention that. And I watched Reptile too, which is uh, with Justin Timberlake, kind of like a thriller and it's got like a twist ending and all that. That's all right. I've been um, watching Halloween stuff. I was, I finally started the new Haunted Mansion, but the ten year olds started getting creeped out. So it has the Keith Stansfield. Um, Tiffany Haddish. Oh, that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. And on um, and um, what's her name? Uh, what's it? Rosie. Um, Rose. no, not Rosie. no, not Rosie. Uh, what's the girl who was fake dating Corey Booker? Oh, um, um 
from Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson, yeah, yeah. Um, so they, <laughs> I know. So they're all in it, but it's much darker than the Eddie Murphy one. So really? the title made me stop halfway through. I got to finish it. I watched the new Goosebumps, which is definitely not for kids. Um, oh, but I want to talk real quick about speaking of Lakeith Stansfield, this show on Apple Plus called The Changeling. How is it? So apparently, I need to read the book. There's a book. I want to read the book. It is confusing, but there is some really good acting in it, and there's some really good moments in it. But they made it up. They were they were making it a little too enigmatic for like like they wanted it to be so mysterious and so many puzzle pieces to put together, and there's flashes back and forth between time periods and past and present and future and present. You know. Um, and it's also like the idea of it, obviously a changeling is a baby swapped out for like a, like a, a spirit, right? Um, oh, I know that. And the, so the whole thing is Lakeith and this woman have a baby. She gets to a point where she believes the baby is not her baby. And Lakeith is like, basically thinks that she has postpartum and she needs to get help and she needs to sleep and whatever. And, but there is this fairy tale element, this fairy tale that his dad used to tell him about like spirits who came to steal babies and replace the babies and all this other stuff. So the problem for me was that the show would kind of flirt around the fairy tale element without committing to it. Like, is this supposed to be life is really a fairy tale? The fairy tale is really real. You're really in this fairy tale shit. There's really some supernatural shit going on. And it would kind of skirt around it without ever really fully committing to it sometimes it would sometimes it wouldn't which made it feel inconsistent um it's worth a watch to me but the 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 season finale left us on a bullshit cl- cliffhanger it was the shortest episode of the season um and somebody told me it the season finale ended right before the book ends mm. so i mean there's definitely got to be a season two i was really frustrated but now i'm in like now i gotta see just how they close the loop and that's my problem is that we have these shows I blame J.J. Abrams. We have these shows that more and more want to be like these these um kind of like trick boxes that you got to unpack and find the thing that leads to the other thing. And it's really this mm-hmm. thing. And it's like mm-hmm. you spend so much time setting all these things up and then you can't deliver on the premise. Like you got to actually pay. That shit has to have a payoff. And there's too many shows that set this up beautifully without the payoff. So, like, a couple have done a good job of it, but more and more often I find myself watching these shows where I'm like, you're just getting me deeper into this rabbit hole without actually giving me any answers or conclusions or whatever. You're just making shit more and more mysterious without yeah. actually yeah. pulling apart. Yeah. Um, I want to answer the morning show. Huh? The I need show? to watch. I need to get into season three. I think I'm going to save it until Thanksgiving break so I can just watch it all at once. Okay. It's a really good season. I want to uh, mention and then end with, I want to mention um, Sean King. He's up to his fuckery again. <laughs> so Sean, King apparently, Sean King apparently got hostages out of Israel, like which is crazy. Um, and he's, he's, he's run, like, like my man said uh, on the, on the wire. We're going to ride on that line. You know what I'm saying? He, right. just, he, just, he, just, he just going. But that's uh, what he does. Sean commits to a narrative. He don't give a fuck how many times. How ridiculous fucking, it is. You fucking dispel it. He going to stand on that shit. 
Yeah, we're going. And this yeah. one's particularly harmful with the lie that he's telling. Yeah, but, know anything about quote unquote hostage negotiation? Right. So for a few reasons, it's harmful for a few reasons. So for those who don't know, because a lot of people be like, "What well, did Sean King do this time?" Um, when the Israeli hostages of Hamas, Natalie, Natalie something, and her mom, and her mom were released earlier. No, last week. In the last week, Sean King took credit for it. Said, you know, dozens of us have been working furiously behind the scenes to make this happen, and then said they're working on a ceasefire and even more than a ceasefire. Like, stay tuned, right? So he was saying that the family of this woman had been with them, had been followers of his. Now he specifically said the family. This is the Sean King. With Sean King, you have to pay close attention to the verbiage. The verbiage matters. He is intentional with this shit. The family's been following him. They were with him in protest during BLM. First of all, he wasn't even at no BLM protest, but that's a different story. Um, they've been followers of his. They reached out to him. Um, so motherfuckers was like, nigga, really? Like, you want us to believe that you were behind? Like, like world like, leader, world leaders could not figure this shit out. Like, you were, and then what was scary is like, people who follow him are like, oh, Biden's taking credit for what you did. What? No. So... A person, this guy came out. It turns out he's actually this woman's stepbrother. They have no real relationship. He has no real connection to her. He's not close enough for her um, by any means to be considered a family representative. But he did admit that he reached out to Sean because he knew Sean had quote unquote relationships in Palestine, right? Now, here's the pro- Now, Sean continues to still say the family. And I'm like, nigga, her stepbrother. It's like, it's like yeah. Meghan Markle's estranged people yeah. trying to talk about Meghan Markle, right? And you say, so, you say they the family. Right. So the thing about it is that's problematic for me, aside from aside from Sean saying, oh, the family has now told me that, um, you know, they've been encouraged to distance themselves from me and that because of my involvement, Natalie and her mother don't feel safe in Israel. But yeah, you're still talking about like so on like, social media. <laughs> if her if her well being was really your concern, you'd stand down. But your concern is taking credit for some shit, right? That's a. B. The idea that you having Palestinian relationships means you can negotiate hostage release with Hamas does not help in the conversation about the conflation between Palestinian citizens and Hamas, like. This is why people are saying your pro-Palestinian messaging, Sean King, is pro-Hamas messaging because you have just suggested that you have an in with Hamas leadership, which mm-hmm. is not the same as Palestinian leadership. You know what I mean? And it's like, what do you really do? Like, what's your end goal here? That's my thing. And he doesn't think about that. He just wants to look like he has he's to be a, like yeah, he's, a hero. You're Masood showing up at the door. <laughs> Uh, that nigga's crazy, <laughs> and I think he needs some, I, I think he I think he needs help. Um, right. I say this I say this with sincerity. I'm, I'm not. No, I agree. I think he, yeah, yeah, I think I think he needs help. He seems to be one of those people that can't get out of their own way, um, and um, the behavior is very very odd. Um, and also too, man, just kind of like this this hunger and desire. And I think that initially, you know, what we saw was a lot of fanfare. And what what began to happen was the social justice warriors had become stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
they had been able to negotiate and leverage those things. And I think after he had gotten whatever that BT award, um, yeah, BT was, I think, you know, I think he had, he had a lot of support from celebrities, um, right. very, very high in celebrities, um, early on. And I think that, um, that fueled where he is now. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it started even before then though. That's what's scary. And yeah. But I- what I'm saying is, is it was more, it was more, it was more contained to social media. I think, and I and I think that the BT thing really put him in rooms and put him in a light. And when I think that people saw that there was not a lot of infrastructure here, that there was not a lot of um, work uh, really being done, right? Like, because ultimately, getting yourself into a room is one thing, but maintaining those relationships in the rooms means you have to know your shit. And if you notice. For all of Sean's fanfare, for as visible as he is on social media, Sean has never been on a speaker circuit. He's never been tapped. Yeah. As, he's never been tapped as a news talking head or commentator. He's never had a podcast that's produced by actual Pod Network. He's not. He's not visible outside of his own. Universe. Yeah, he's there's not. A, he's not a person. A he, yeah, because he's not a one. He he Don't just. Actually know he's not tr- First of all, he's not trustworthy, right? right. Like if you did a, a Q rating, he is not someone that people instinctively and naturally trust, right? Like you literally question every single thing, even mm-hmm. more, I think, with him than any other news place. But I also think that he never quite figured out what he wanted to do when all of that thing would I think that this was a little overwhelming for him. I think that it went from from zero to a thousand. And he was not equipped and able to sort of do the things. Um, and again, not having infrastructure, right? Like people right. are investing in organizations. They are not investing and just in you. Is, yeah, just in Sean King. Want, the problem is he hasn't wanted infrastructure because even when King has had organizations that had infrastructure, they fell apart because he wasn't being transparent with the board. Because people ask questions. People, that, that, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Because he people, wouldn't let people actually do what they were supposed to do. The problem with Sean and somebody, I said on, on Twitter, because y'all know I done been on Sean's ass for a very long time. And I said on Twitter that, you know, this was this was pathological. Like, there's illness behind this to me. I'm not trying to diagnose what that is, but there is something with Sean to diagnose. There is something there. I stand on that. Somebody tried to call me ableist for saying that. I was like, no, fuck that. There is something with Sean to diagnose. And, and the thing is, like, he desperately needs to be important. Right. He desperately I've heard stories from when he was student body president at Morehouse Um, right out of school. He started a church. He was a pastor and then he just abandoned the whole goddamn congregation. Like this is this is a pattern for him. He desperately needs to be important. But like as soon as, like I said, he moves outside of a universe of his own creating. Like, I don't know if y'all remember, he was writing for the Daily News for a little while. They fired him. I remember that. I remember because that. there were a couple of plagiarism um, accusations that came up. Then he was a writer in residence, I want to say for some program at Harvard or something. That lasted maybe a semester. As soon as Sean is in a position where he has to actually be accountable under other people's levels of delivery, it, does, do not, it. it does not last. This man has never actually had a job job. Right. He's been pastor, crowdfunder. 
He created a crowdfunding platform. Like he wrote and delivered. He needs he, he need like, to go down to the Target or something like that. I'm like, here, get a job. And my guess is that, that once he can't, like Twitter already drove him off because Twitter sees his bullshit. Facebook and Instagram are taking longer to catch on, but he can also control the comments there. He can delete mm-hmm. the comments. Mm-hmm. So who can reply there? But my guess is that once he squeezed, this might be the one that actually doesn't yeah, go. Yeah, this, this is some world. I mean, this is literally a war going on like a, right. that could possibly, and, as bad as it is, could actually get worse, and way I think worse. White, and I think when white liberals have seen black people calling him out, black women specifically, they've assumed, they've, they've always been kind of like, well, we don't know enough. We don't know the players. We don't know all the whatever. This is different. This is very different. Yeah, and your white people business. That's why. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. a white people business now, nigga. Like for real, is, nigga. This some for real. Also, they the space in which he operates is the space where we don't listen to black women yep. and we have white guilt intersect. Somebody yep. put that perfectly put that on nail, Twitter, and nail I wish I could find the head. tweet, but I was like, yep. absolutely, nail on the fucking head. So now Sean is in white people business. It, he is, it is a territory he hasn't gone into before. Even when he was like one of Bernie's faves, he was still like courting the black people for Bernie. Mm-hmm. You in white folks area now, it's a whole different thing. You talking about fucking it's a hot button topic, right? So he's thrown himself into a precarious position. I don't know that he can get out of this one, which in mm-hmm. my case would be a silver lining because I truly think Sean King is harmful. Um, and I think he's I think he's dangerous. My guess is that. Give another year or two, this nigga's going back to ministry because he can't. It's the only way he only can get out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do. exactly. Um, actually, I want I was gonna uh, mention the DJ. DJ Why well, I'm mentioning it now, the DJ Envy situation. But I, I actually would like. I, the, the, it seems like it's on. It is ongoing, and it seems like it's developing. I want to. I, I just want to say all these clips that niggas was pulling out for Envy. Yeah, God I'm like, nigga, you, you, you're crazy, bro. Like, you God. tell me you don't know this nigga. There's like 400 oh. clips of you and him together. Nigga, <laughs> it, this shit look like the Mo Money skit. <laughs> One whole fucking... It's crazy. living color. God bless him in these civil suits, because I don't know how... Oh, you, he's, been, he's getting killed. But also, I'm going to say, a friend to the show, uh, Kelly, uh, KMGZ, says mm-hmm. something on her show, this, this newest show that I... And I that always struck me. It was like... These people are saying like, "Oh, I, I lost seven hundred thousand. I lost three hundred and fifty thousand. I'm like, right. I lost one hundred and fifty thousand. Where you getting all this cash? Like the dude, right, right. one dude owns a food truck. Where'd you get three hundred fifty thousand dollars cash to right. give to somebody?" Kelly was like, and, 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 "You know, I, I'm not trying to blow her up, but I kind of feel it's like this sounds like maybe might be like some druggy shit because who yeah. has that much cash?" To give well, somebody. I mean, Caesar is a Caesar is a convicted. Yeah, he's a he's, he's, you know, him he and his brother going to his street niggas to try to get them to clean their money. Yeah, because well, well, yeah. but you gonna say something, bro? Because I know I that's, out there, that, that's out there in Jersey where you at. <laughs> well, I think that there's, I think that there's probably, I think that there's probably people that that fell into settlement money. True. I think that there's probably not, people. Yeah. I think that there's probably people that did have cash businesses. You ever go to a cash business and all of a sudden their credit card machine don't work for a yeah, week? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes, this is this is how this is a very easy way to cook your books, right? So I just want to let everybody know that if you're out there saying you gave somebody three hundred thousand dollars cash, um, the IRS is probably going to be running the audit on nigga, you, motherfucker. Nigga. 
You had three hundred fifty thousand. Um, I think the the guy with the food truck, his his son passed away. So that might I don't know how he right, might have been. Yeah. So 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 this is all. Something, this is you know, all that, in line. This is all in line with the predatory behavior, right? And 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 the guilting of people to invest. Um, and what ends up happening is is that they they prey on very specific people, right? Like you yes. know, four percent. Five percent on your money they, they is was, not sexy. They was promising right? thirty to forty-five percent. That's 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 <laughs> the only thing. The only thing that you're getting thirty to forty-five percent return on your investment, my nigga, is cocaine and heroin. Exactly. That's it. That's it. There's nothing. There's nothing legitimate that's going to bring you that level of return on a consistent basis. Um, the, the, and ultimately, what they were doing, um, was like, so I'm looking at clips and I keep seeing the, basically what what it looks like they were doing was selling people on adding to homes. Right. Yes. Like they would buy a home and then they would sort of add, um, you know, add units. Yeah. But basically, but basically. So there is an entire ecosystem of um, these sorts of illegal boarding houses. Now, there mm-hmm. are legal places um, that rent rooms and and they're structured in that way, right? The building is coded in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to get your proper permits. Um, the last thing you ever want to do, particularly as a landlord um, and, and having someone in property that you own is having poor construction and poor electrical shit. And I have experience in New Jersey and they are largely towns that operate. You have to go pull permits. You have to pull permits to get shit like that done. You just don't pull a, you don't back a fucking dump truck into an area. I mean, start getting busy and shit. People do it and they almost always get reported to the town or the town comes by because you have to pull permits because some of these places are not necessarily designed, you know, yeah. they're zoned for one family or two family homes. And now you've turned it into a four unit property. And, and you're it, not there's a clip, there's a clip where he's talking about that. That's what I'm that's, added on in the back. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. In addition to that, I just, I just think that um, what I've read so far from reputable places is that he is not legally on the documentation. He is not no. listed as a owner on Flipping New Jersey on any of those documents. And he is not listed in the bank account um, on the bank account of uh, record. Mm-hmm. Now, that does not mean <clears throat> that the feds will not uh, get you for structuring, which is basically they're going to paper trail. Yeah, And a lot of motherfuckers think that you know, everyone knows about the ten thousand dollar marker, right? Or you, you know, once you once you take out ten thousand or you deposit ten thousand in yeah, cash, no, you have to fill out. Yes, well, you ask no for for ten thousand, you have to fill out the actual documentation at, at the bank, right? If you're doing that sort of stuff, there's actual there's a form that you have to do. You have to process. Now, outside of that, you can do. $9,000. But what they do is they, they they can get you for structuring, which is you're basically doing $7,500 transactions twice a week. 
Gotcha. To get out of doing the, the actual IRS paperwork, right? Yeah, yeah. Or your, you know, it's a, it's very clear, you know, structuring. It's it's very it's a very easy crime to find, um, or I should say, violation to find. So they're probably going to do that. They're probably going to go to social media. They're probably going to find when you left the car dealership. They're probably going to find when your wife left Chanel. Yeah. Um, when she posted the bags, they're probably mm-hmm. going to go to Chanel. They're probably going to go to those car dealerships. They're probably going to say, where's the purchase order? They're probably going to look to see if that's cash purchase, if that's a credit card. Pur- like that, like it, it's a, it's, it's forensic accounting basically that, mm-hmm. they, that they go after. Um, and that's ultimately, you know, a, a, where they, where they kind of get people, right. The text messages, the conspiracies. So yeah, while in theory, you're not legally on a document, if you're acting as a partner in, you know, for all intents and purposes, see, that's, right. That's my thing. Even though Caesar said, apparently, and I, and I got this secondhand, I didn't check for myself. Apparently Caesar signed an affidavit that said the envy wasn't, I don't know if that's true, but my thing is every clip we've seen an envy, he's like my partner, my partner, my partner, yep. my partner partner like people do that people and people do that often right people people do that often because in this particular case the cachet was envy right the cachet was his broad broad so 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 it's going to be very interesting i i did there was confirmation that the iheart radio um Station was uh, rated is a very strong word. I don't think it was rated, but they did come and I, and from what I understand, from reputable news outlets that they have confiscated electronic devices, which sounds to me like they yeah. took his computer. They probably took any additional phones or yeah, any phones. That's, that's, that's work, I work, uh, how, did, how was he? I feel like Envy was, Envy was on air this morning. Does anybody know? I, I think feel so. like he's talking to everybody at the end of the week. I don't see my, how he's not. My, what's, what also what's starting to happen now is the people that um like like uh Brussels was with the civil suits, they're starting to name iHeart. Naming iHeart. That's what I'm like so now you done pulled the pulled the company in into because he was using those airways to advertise the shit. He has Caesar up well, there one on one time. That's where that's where it's gonna get very tricky. And someone mm-hmm. pointed out on the timeline that, you know, basically like, you know, these are multiple alphabet agencies right like we're talking you know it might so they not they don't all move at the same pace and at the same rate and they don't all consider everything an issue um on the same level but i will say that legal and um business affairs department has to be in a ton of hot water because HR, it seems to me, gotta be crazy right now. It seems to me like there was a level or lack of compliance because it sounds it looks like he was basically using that platform as an infomercial. Absolutely. And and and, and whether or not he was able to do that is one thing, but the fact that they did not do or seems like they did not do any due diligence. It yeah, did not seem it. to me. It did not seem to me that this was a very elaborate fraud. What I mean by that is they didn't even own some of these properties, right? Like th- these are not even properties that are in their name. So you can't even check deeds and titles and bill. like, this is a basic sort of Google, like this is literally something I could do with a cigar and a cup of coffee in like 
a couple hours, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can track this information down. It's readily available online and it's very easily accessible down at the county. All of these books are always open. It's nothing to go down there and search that. So um, just, you know, listen, I think that there's a lot of predatory shit geared toward very specific people. I think some people had PPP money. I think some people were flush with cash and they were looking to flip it because this is how we operate. I think, you know, there were a lot of rebates, um, you know, the, 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 the tax incentives and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I think there were some people that were flush with cash and didn't quite know what to do with it. And then they're guilted or made to feel bad that their shit is just sitting in a savings account. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like, you know, make that money work for you and all these yeah. sorts of angles and, you know, and, and look, if you gave a if you gave a man one hundred fifty thousand dollars cash, that that tells me that you have you have ignored every red flag. My okay, guy. You blasted right. through the red flags. And, and, and that what man would don't it even have, look. That man don't even look. Trust me. Like even even if anyone that is requiring you to make an investment in cash should be an immediate red flag. If Absolutely. you are investing. If you are investing six figures, $150,000 cash as your first go around, like you didn't even say, I do, we're going to do 10. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see how this worked out. Right. Yeah. Like you gave, you gave, a, you, you basically handed an envelope to a man in a driveway is what it sounds like. Right. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like this is beyond comprehension to me. And and you 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 have no paperwork. You had no attorney, any documentation. There were no deliverables for the hundred and fifty thousand dollars. There was no breakup of payments. You just paid a hundred percent up front in cash. Like and then you're like, he wanna, stopped calling me back. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't want a victim. I don't want a victim blame here. I don't want a victim blame. But I, like, I, I, I'll victim blame a little bit. I'm I mean, to me, and, and to me, and to me, and I'll just say this. If all that happens to them is uh, some Fed time, then they should consider themselves lucky because the amounts of money that they took from people was absolutely enough for somebody to have a pistol in your mouth and have you hogtied in the basement. Go ahead, Sean. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm done. I was going to say, let's also just, you know, the PPP period got uh black social media a little ahead of themselves on entrepreneurial shit that everybody was already on because as far as i can tell envy and caesar's partnership started in 2019 uh stop trying to get stop trying to do something that's going to be fast stop trying to do the like fast return the fast Mm -hmm. big return that doesn't flip yeah like nigga just sometimes you got to sow shit and let that be a steady a steady return. Also, like if you are over 40 years old, you got no business going into high risk anything because you don't have time to make up the loss. You first don't. of all, this nigga, is- nigga, you better be you better be calling down to social security and trying to see what the <laughs> numbers is gonna be looking like, nigga, because <laughs> you're going you're gonna blink and be on a fixed income. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like if you got a hundred if you got hundred and fifty thousand dollars or three fifty from the from the guy who owns the food truck, three hundred and fifty thousand cash. Yeah, bro, like 
What are you doing handing like, that to somebody else? What is wrong with you? All of that into something. Shit, like, have we learned nothing from Nicole Murphy? Put that shit in a CD. Put that shit, anybody telling you? Anybody telling you? Because that's the problem, right? It's like when you're young, if you happen to have cash, you can take those risks because you got time to make that shit back up. If you are older and you got a family and a mortgage and all this other shit, you can't be fucking up the whole we, family and overhead income. Now y'all niggas about to be out your house, like not in this. And they ain't got no life. One of the dudes. One of the dudes said he gave close to two hundred thousand dollars, and he said he said out of his mouth that them niggas gave him a chain. And I'm like, what in the rap label of 1997? Yes, anybody who's giving. How did you not feel like a dickhead when you walked out of that room? First of, first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, I'm I'm like like you you you've given off, and that's the thing, and this is what I talk to young people about is giving off the energy of um being money hungry right and being and being very thirsty to you know live this life and everybody wants to be on the pj and everybody wants to have the benzes and everybody wants to you know do all of these things and that's and 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 listen man i understand that everyone has aspirations um and i don't want to be like the bearer of bad news okay but a lot of us are going to live very fucking mundane lives yeah, right we all got to be <laughs> Like, and, and, that's that's okay. and that's okay. And that's okay. You know, and one of the things I found very hard is that in all of the clips, they never actually talk about equity. Right? They never they never actually are selling you equity because equity is really the long-term value, right? Like the the ownership of the home, the home going into you know, the home increasing in value, being able to tap into those resources, right? That everything was, you give me this, I get this cash flow. This is more money in your pocket. There's one clip where he's literally writing out what the mortgage is and what the rent roll is. And I'm saying to myself, my guy, you, you, you're not even considering what the liability insurance costs to have a four or five right. unit home. Like you have no fucking clue. I, I live in New Jersey. What are the property no, taxes? Nothing about taxes. Nothing about what are the yeah, property taxes like on that own the land that your property is attached to? All that you, shit you, you, and that's the thing. You'll never own it. You're always gonna pay. You're always gonna pay that property tax number, right? So what is that? So, so I'm just saying, even the most basic, the idea that you think that you can buy a home, and that. The only thing that you have to be concerned with is the mortgage, right? Like there's no measure of, hey, you're going to need this for continual upkeep. You need to pay the gardener. This is what your expenses are going to be. Insurance, uh, you know, um, sweeping, cleaning the property, all of the things that come with being a landlord, fire inspection, making sure your shit doesn't have lead fucking paint Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Asbestos, in these old asbestos ass, and shit. Yeah. Asbestos, these old ass buildings. And listen, again, there's a very particular type of person that falls for these things. And it's usually someone that just doesn't know what they don't know. And they're very eager to be sold on things. And they're very eager to go in and sit down. And it's a lot of, I want to be a boss and I'm tired of working nine to five. And, you know, I don't want to do this shit no more. 
And it don't, it's not easier on the other side, my nigga. I can tell you that that's still a gig. So, you know what I'm saying? And it's a gig without the financial burden, right? Like your, your, your entire family's financial life, right? It's all, all of a sudden now dependent on this soul thing here, right? You, you're not diversified. So, you know, I don't know what to tell them. Them people are never going to get that money back. Oh, no money's that gone. That money, that money's gone. No, oh, no, 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 I know it was fuckery. They did, I saw it, in, um, sorry, I did, they did yeah. an interview uh, about two weeks ago with Caesar's wife on the news. I saw it on YouTube. And his wife uh, was, you know, saying, I don't know nothing, but she had on a, a Chanel sweater that cost about $3,000. <laughs> I'm like, you, <laughs> like, you're, you're that oblivious to what the fuck is happening that you're wearing like a, but I think that, but I think but I think that that's part but I think that that's part and parcel right of 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 the issue is that everyone no one asked the questions because they know what it is already right so there is some measure of plausible deniability which is like mm. I'm not involved in that I don't think that it was by accident that he was never on any of the official documentation mm. of of any of these companies or any of these bank accounts, right? But I think that it's a misconception that you're going to skate because you're not technically named on the yeah. documentation. Yeah. I mean, there is a measure of technicality here that he might be able to skate on, but I don't know if that's going to... I don't know how that's going to pan out. And, I and think criminally, he might skate just because of like this is the feds like we know the feds have a 90 plus percent conviction rate like once they come at you with the indictment like this is it so him not being outright named as part of the criminal part he might be safe from that but i don't think he's safe at all from the civil shit and gia at this point like deleting parts of her instagram that show like the lavish lifestyle like i don't know what we're trying to do here with that i don't know what gia gonna do moving forward because that's her whole her whole instagram is nigga we just got money that's yeah, a whole thing. I don't know what they're going to do. I just bought another Range Rover. I just bought another G Wagon. Right. I just bought another. And, just bought me and, 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 and I mean, and I mean, listen, the, the, you know, the reality is, is that that's going to, a lot of that social media shit is going to be what comes back to haunt them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to end it on that note. Um, that was a fun show. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Well, happy Halloween. I thought you wanted, I Heidi, he wanted, let, let me, I'm going to do this on on Jeff's behalf. We wanted to at least acknowledge that Jada's memoir is out and that the dialogue has been insane, insane. and that everybody would like to be removed from the group chat. I would just like to say that y'all are villainizing Jada when Will is just as bad, but I also would like to be removed from the group chat. Yeah, he's I, one, not one, telling us things. Yeah. The one, the one good thing I got out of the Jada thing is that she went to the Bronx to a bookstore in the Bronx called the Lit Bar, and I really like that name, the Lit Bar. The kind of double entendre of the Lit Bar, yeah. black owned, black owned by black. I think one, one or two black women. Look like a really nice place over there in um, Mott Haven area. So peace to the Lit Bar. I've never been there. I don't know y'all, but it looks like a really nice place, and I love you know yep, you guys are hustling, hustling, yeah, and hustling books and. You know, knowledge and education. Um, besides that, I ain't got I ain't got nothing to say. Here's the thing, though. I'm gonna read it because I read. We, it. Will's a Libra. 
I'm gonna read it because I, I read Will's memoir. It's probably, isn't Jada also her birthday is a few days after Will's or a few might days be. before? No, or she might be a Virgo. No, Jada's a Virgo. Jada's a Virgo. Was a Libra. So yeah, the other thing though is, even though I I'm tired of the press around her, that's the thing. I'm gonna read the book because I read Will's book, and my thing is, I at least want to know the context in which things were said. And a lot of people who are on the poor, poor Will shit and they don't need to let Will go, it's clear they've never read Will's book or seen Will's own interviews. I do mm-hmm. think that Will has let Jada flounder out there and take some heat. He seems to have stepped up recently, like he showed up yeah. at the before and said mm-hmm. some yeah. I think he realized he was letting her hang out there a little, little bit. So at least that's good to see. And I hope that niggas will not shut the fuck up because Will himself has been like, this is what it is. They won't, but whatever. Well, um, I honestly like, think he was out of the country and was, I don't think he was like letting her flounder. I think he was just yeah, like, that's oh, it's not going to be that bad because mine wasn't that bad. And I said the same right. shit. Right. But he said he landed in Sydney and history was like, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah. like his phone's pinging. So yeah, we were, but we would all like to be uh, we would like the Smiths to talk to their uh, respective um, spiritual Maybe. advisors, therapists, <laughs> family counselors, and come and back each other. and each other, and come back to us when they are truly on the other side. Because that's my my annoyances. Y'all presented yourselves as being on the other side, yeah. and y'all were still in the shit. Get on the other side for real. And then come back because these niggas acted like they was enlightened and at the top of the mountain and shit, and y'all was still in the mire. That's all. That's my yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, speaking of memoirs, Britney's The Woman. Oh yeah, that comes up this week, right? Also, okay. Um, yeah. right. today she about to knock the Smith off the timeline anyway, because yeah, you know, like, I'm excited for her to finally be able to tell her side. I think we made a lot of assumptions, but this is coming directly from her, so. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, she gets it all out. Also, shout speaking of memoirs. Also, shout out to see Sheila Johnson, whose memoir I also have to pick up because I heard it's juicy. Yeah, I saw I saw an interview with her on CBS Sunday Morning. And that was good. So I'm sure she I heard got some shit. Very, I heard it's very very juicy. I heard it makes Deborah Lee look very bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she did. Sheila, Sheila, Sheila did that petty shit where like I think yep. Bob's. Favorite hotel was which was it? No, was Deborah's it? favorite hotel was the Mandalorian. Deborah, Oriental. Yeah, and Sheila she bought what that bitch <laughs> and banned Deborah from the hotel. That's but crazy. apparently, Deborah bought Sheila and Bob's house, and then started hosting holiday parties on the same day Sheila used to host her holiday party. Which Sheila was still trying to host her holiday party. Like it's so wild. Get on the I just, on the I, library. App. I, I just yeah. want to say. I just want to say. Like, if this is not the most high sedity loving hip hop ass, <laughs> like we, this is the shit that they all frown about. Yeah, uh, they do the same shit. They just do the same shit. The same, the exact same shit it's on a higher level in nicest in nicer places with more estate. That's it. They keep it, yeah. and that's what I keep trying to tell people. People be like, "This generation, our society nowadays, I just said no. It's just more public." Like this shit was always messy. Always popping like, off. It was, and it was always, it was always known secrets. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't really secret. You just weren't gonna talk about it openly. In public, like, yeah, like that. In public, but it was a lot of whispers and stuff. Like everybody would still notice shit. So it's like, but yeah, they, like I was like, let me get out of this 
this black millionaire mess and get into some black billionaire mess. Like, let me get yeah. into the Sheila and Bob. Sheila, Sheila's horse ranch is beautiful, though. He ain't got no more fucks left. No, like, and her horse like, ranch is her horse ranch is not surprising. It's fucking gorgeous. Like, goddamn, you own this shit, Jesus Christ, out of Virginia. So, yeah, I, I could see. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so on that note, we're gonna end it. Um, we'll see you hopefully next week. We'll see. Hopefully. God will not rise. Yeah. yeah. I, ain't <laughs> even, I ain't even finna promise you niggas that. I ain't even gonna tell y'all that. We might oh, I want to say one we thing. We might get about two more before Thanksgiving. Whatever. I want to say one thing. If you, if kids are coming around trick-or-treating, blah, 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 and they have a blue bucket, that child is either nonverbal, can't say trick-or-treat, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Please don't okay. expect them to oh. do what the other kids are doing. So look out for the blue buckets. Okay. They... Put some candy in hers too, because she's not cool. Gonna cool. Okay. Cool, cool. Oh, thank you for that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Thank you. Thank I didn't you know that. Was yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Later. And that's what's popping in the world of entertainment. Thank you for listening to the Pop Life Podcast with Jeffrey, Naima, and Sean. Want to be a part of the show? We've got three ways you can get involved. Like us on Facebook. Send us your burning questions to poplifepodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter at Pop Life Podcast.